Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much oh he doesn't dude howard i've always wanted to one thing did you or did you not get robin gibbons i i, I don't know no, I'm saying I would never. I mean, what do you mean you don't know? No, no, I didn't. I don't know. <clears throat> no, no, I did oh. not. You'd have to know. Right. But if someone wants to fix themselves, ah, different thing. I am telling you that it is possible. There is no such thing as genetic homosexuality. Or, it's or fixable. I know the guy who can fix it. He doesn't even know he can fix it. So he hasn't said this is a cure for this no. problem. No, but I am telling you homosexuality is fixable. <laughs> Hello. Do you, have a, do you have a big dick? Did you go into therapy? You've never been to a psychiatrist. It does. I like that. I like to hear that guys are whacking off. Yeah. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. No. No. I'm just like a happy-go-lucky guy. And all this is about having fun. That's right. Ken, what do you do for a living? And I'm not, it's not gonna—it's not one of those, you know. Oh, who are you? But what do you do for a living? You know, it, really not. You do therapists? No. Never. I—I've dabbled. No, I'm there every day. My daughter's uh, 15. All her friends are, like consumed with who's gay and who isn't. Exactly. Yeah, that's like a big that's thing. The new thing. Yeah, right. They think I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, gay. Which it was. They come over, Tzvi, Tzvi. They named me Tzvi. First of all, fuck you. My name is Howard. Why can't you just be Howard? Why do you have to have a separate name? They had name? to give you a Hebrew name. How before they worked uh, weeks? Nah. The audience gets mad at me if I take a week off. I can't take Fridays off. I think the audience would rather have you do four days than no days. Yeah, if you're not there at all. Yeah. Well, it's better not to be there. I believe radio is a habitual kind of medium. That people wake up in the morning, they go to work, and they want to hear their favorite disc jockey. Oh, absolutely. And if you're not there on Fridays, you are doing a disservice to the audience. And you're not doing your job. I don't think I'm interested in the, the five-day-a-week sketch. Oh, you know. that came with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, terrestrial radio, you got to do a five-day-a-week sketch. Satellite stuff. Because you know, I, I'm, I, I drive into the hat every day and I listen to you, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour booking. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. So Now, how long are you going to keep the hair? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the Do you hair... think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. So this is Rylemont? Yes. Okay. Friend of the aliens. Yes, right. yes. Uh, why are you people bugging my time with four hours of... Welcome everybody to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And believe it or not, this week we are using some Patreon content on a Sunday for the first time. We just thought we'd mix it up. Uh, and with me today for this episode is Deborah. How are you today, Deborah? I'm excited to attack another um, another episode of Robin. 
And I'm excited that a technical snafu <laughs> forced us to restart because I wasn't recording the first minute. And now we, you know, everybody, everybody gets their little, you know, it's Zoom. I hate Zoom, guys. I fucking hate it. Sorry. We're going to take a Robin video to task where she and Stuttering John have a fight. The time is roughly summer or approaching summer of 1995, a time after which she's cured with quotation marks <laughs> and uh, she's a complete and utter fucking bitch. So we don't know if you're going to get the video portion or just the audio, but the audio is plenty guys. Uh, any thoughts on this before we start? Yeah. I just want to remind the listeners that um, Robin had interpersonal problems with everyone. This is 26 years ago and yes. she cannot get along. I, I guess John was still an intern then, right? Um, he started uh, in 88 or so. Um, yeah, late eighties, mid eight, like 88 or 89. He's probably still, well, I think he's probably more than an intern, but not much more. Maybe he's, he's a $25,000 a year, uh, employee. Well, of course. And so this is indicative, um, of Robin's inability to get along with anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's also, uh, interesting to note that, she doesn't talk to anybody outside of Howard these days, and she hasn't for years, but mm -hmm. she was very well entrenched with the staff and uh, the Howard TV staff and um, the E-Crew back mm -hmm. then. And uh, so somehow they all fell by the wayside as well. I think she enjoyed torturing underlings because she knew <laughs> she had that power over them. And um, it was it was some kind of sadism on on a deep level because um she couldn't she could tweak howard a little bit she could only go so far with him though with everybody else it, she could do just about everything um uh to you know tweak them and to get away with it and that's i don't know what bob, bob i don't know what bob would say about this kind of stuff because in the book she doesn't say they keep saying she's cured in her book she doesn't explain that she's cured per se she just explains that she's done enough. She thinks she's done enough therapy to move on with her life and be functional. But as evidence in this video, she's no near, <laughs> nowhere near functional. <laughs> she's completely dysfunctional in this. I told the time it's kind of like a love-hate relationship. No, no, this but, is just another you, cycle. You, that would be nice and I'll be okay. But the problem is, Scott, is that, is that all oh, she, everything she's like, saying is all the stuff off the air is just that. manipulative. Um, actions of a man woman. <laughs> <laughs> Your anger at me is irrational. No, it's not. No, it's not. You irrational. No, and I think that more times than not, you off the air come across in a way that you don't when you get on the air, which is known as being two-faced. No, you're not. You're not saying the what opposite. What I'm saying. I love the fact that they would film this. Jesus. Poor, poor John criminally underpaid for being on it. On a, you know, it's a, it's a cable. Sh he was cable at then at that point, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was on it uh, in the New York area at 11 p.m. and then again at 11:30 on the yeah. e network. Two different yeah. shows. Well, the thing is, at the time, even though it was a cable show, John was featured very prominently in so many episodes. He really should have been getting paid more. This was the time that, according to him, he was a Buckwald client very briefly. And he doesn't explain in his book. He's an idiot. He says he started in with he got eventually hooked up with Don Buckwald. And then somehow that stops, but doesn't explain how, when or why, even though we can understand why. Well, you're right, of course, and he would never give the full explanation of anything, no. not because he's being shady, but because he just doesn't understand. Ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, the other thing, too, is um, 
Robin has to control those around her the same way that Howard does. But Robin also used uh, the e-crew and the radio show as, as her social outlet as well. Yes, you know, absolutely. Going out with Ralph and stuttering John and, mm-hmm. and uh, Grillo. the interns, Grillo, Ganji, the cat sitting. Yeah. Um, they were her built in social circle uh, because they had to take the crap from her. They, they yes. worked there. Yeah. It's like queen shit. And we've got to, you know, if Queen says jump, we say how high. That's exactly. the correct answer. So that's the other thing. Could, could let's say Letterman take interns out for dinner, much less fuck them? Well, and that's what's weird is that if, if the roles were reversed, if a, if a man was doing this, mm-hmm. there'd be a lot of talk. Oh, yeah. There was the only talk was it wasn't like behind Robin's back. It was in front of her saying, I remember Howard at one point saying, why do you even bother with these guys? Why do you even bother with them? Which is more, which is even more telling on his part. (laughs) If you really listen, what I'm saying is maybe I'm not so honest in life. Um, Oh, that's my point. (laughs) If you really listen, (laughs) read between the lines. I'm lying. This is like uh, when Artie did an impression of Sal uh, going on the wrap-up show. There was one point when Sal uh, asked for Seth, Sal, the Seth MacFarlane's phone number and then said he didn't ask for it. And Artie goes, he goes, listen, I robbed the gas station. Hey, you robbed the gas station. Listen, that's bullshit. Listen, I robbed the gas station. <laughs> so it was just a matter of, you know, Robin not quite understanding or not caring in this case that she's outing herself as being a phony piece of shit. Exactly. Like, do you not know what you've just revealed? No, she doesn't. And that's that's where we come to right now. You're not a friend. No, I'm not real your life. friend. I'm you're trying not, to be your honest. friend. I'm saying but what you, know you want to hear. I'm commiserating <laughs> with you. Well, you know what? And no, but I don't want. You don't want. You want me to I don't be want an actress. You want me to be honest an with you in friend. real life? We won't be friends. Well then. Okay, so she's gaslighting first of all, and second of all, she's giving him an ultimatum. She's doing this. I'm. This is what's going to happen if you want this to be a certain way you're going to get punished and she's telling him what he's feeling which is howard yeah telling people what they feel or what right. they should feel and she's you know she's the master of volume she just if you continue to steamroll <laughs> over it john why he must listen to what exactly he must listen to what i say she's steamrolling over him she's gaslighting him yeah she's delivering ultimatums she's yep. almost in his face you know, she's just about he, to jump on against top the wall. Yes, he really is against the like, wall. It does really look in this picture like he's being approached by the stock by the Terminator, by the Predator, um, which is this is this is the thing. Uh, also, Bob uh, will contend that Chicago Bob will contend that Howard is a covert NPD. There's no way that Robin is co- covert anything. I think she's blatantly um, a, a malignant narcissist. The dip, the big difference in the out. narcissist yeah. right definitions of Howard and Robin is that Howard mm-hmm. does indeed try to hide it and mask it under his guise of I pay for everything and everyone and hey, I'm just a quiet guy at home. Robin mm-hmm. is just loud. She's she's what do they call them? The Karens of today? Yeah. Like the women who you don't want to encounter in any no. kind of social setting or retail or restaurant. Robin does not care that she's screaming and screeching and steamrolling and gaslighting. She she's kind of looking like she's enjoying it too. 
Well, that's the thing. She's reveling in her narcissism. <laughs> she she doesn't, How Howard would try his best to sort of keep that quiet um, in, in his own subtle, un, in, unsuccessful way. She doesn't make any bones about it. I don't think she. And is she aware of it? Uh, probably not. I don't. I my guess is that she's not aware of it. Right. Um, but she thinks that Howard is one, but she doesn't think that she's one. That's right. And also, this would be in the early days, as Bob has will say in the latest episode, which is coming out, which you'll you'll have already heard by the time this is um, released, guys. That um, at the time, um, narcissistic personality disorders, uh, personality disorders were not as written about in 1995 as they are now. So this would all, if you look back, it would be somebody like Dr. Todd Grande or Dr. Amani who would have a field day watching this interview. And in fact, I might just send it to her and him to uh, do a little analysis and have fun with it because they could just start the popcorn and and just (laughs) (laughs) more fun. Dr. Romani, I follow. Did you know that she came out in not, sexually in <clears throat> pardon me in one of her videos recently but she came out explaining to, to her vast audience that she's involved in an npd relationship herself and really? that's one reason why she's so acutely aware of it yes yeah, she was crying in the in the post it was like 10 or 12 minutes and she had thousands of messages of support but you know i followed her regularly since uh npd must be a genetic default in my family um I was pretty surprised to, to, to see that. Yeah. Well, it's, it actually, uh, it, but it just goes to show you, it can happen to anybody at any time and you don't quite, maybe you're a little too close to see it sometimes. And it happened to us, you know, even at QF where we had to, you know, divest ourselves of somebody like this. Uh, but the person was quite, um, um, adroit in keeping this behavior, uh, hidden as much as possible. Um, and had a good cover for it. But either way with Robin, there's no cover. She's on, she's being filmed. You can hear her every day. And you've got people like Howard who would actually see it, not knowing he was, that was looking at a reflection almost and pointing it out to her. So it was in, in a way fortuitous that they had each other to kind of pick at because over the years, it's like a roadmap to NPD. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like Goofus and Gallant in Highlights magazine. You know, Perfect. Gallant is the is the covert narcissist and he yep. hides it while Goofus uh, lets it all fly. Let's his oh, yes. NPD flag fly. Yep. And it makes for perfect uh, like entertainment, but in such a vicious way, you do feel like you got to wash yourself afterwards. <laughs> you shower. Well, it's, it's like knowing two people who are both alcoholics. One oh, could yeah. be very subdued and quiet and, and right. maybe sleep all the time. And the other could just be loud and obnoxious and mm-hmm. uh, risky behavior and that sort of thing. So yep. it is an interesting uh, bookend, Howard on one side of the unread books <laughs> and Robin on the other side of her books. Yeah. Then fine, then we won't be friends, which is how I started this conversation. Oh, we oh so we're friends. breaking up? No, I, if, if you're telling me that when you go out with me... Are we breaking up? Wait, wait, wait. Do we not want to be friends I, anymore? I'll, I will tell you, if you're telling me that when we talk off the air, that you're just acting and I'm not being what my... what I think you need. Oh, well, you know what? Oh. I don't need that. Hey, Robin. Oh, oh, oh God. Wow. Well, that's, that's, an, that's an extraordinary bit of candor. I'm giving you, I'm showing you what I think you need. 
Yes, it, but really just to be a manipulative piece of shit and say, look, this is what I'm going to take what I can out of you and whatever I need to do to get it, I'll say it. Well, and and she's accusing him. And every time he opens his mouth, she doesn't let him respond. Right. And I, I'm not a I'm not I'm not an apologist for John either. But <laughs> Sally Jesse, really, anyone? <laughs> oh my God, Sally Jesse. Um, I'm I'm thinking of so many people who do that. It's it's pretty remarkable to to watch this now, knowing what we know. Oh yeah. You but know. then go go further down the years, guys, and we could and believe me, we'll address them based on what we have available to us. Um, her, she fought with John later on about this trip to Amsterdam. That was a, a big Howard TV or, you know, E moment. Uh, but then also later on when Daniel Carver is coming in for the roast and she has to leave her booth and she doesn't want to leave. And she's oh. fighting with Gary, who's who's already like I can see I Gary's in uh, a disorganized asshole anyway, and he's not bright. But um, she absolutely was NPD to the max in that one. She just couldn't shut up. She was shouting him down, trying to shout out. And he's like, what does Mr. Does Mr. X have to punch you in the face? <laughs> she, she steamed her cornrows off her head. Oh. And I always, uh, for a long time, I thought it was because it was Daniel Carver who was going to be invading her space, as she mm -hmm. said. But it's really just that Gary didn't ask her or inform her of it in advance. I don't yeah, think well, it was because the guy, the guy is a white supremacist. It's because Gary deigned to make a decision about Robin's studio without running it past her first. I think it had nothing to do with that. I think uh, it, it, because, I, well, maybe, I mean, the way I recall it was like she, they'd had to her leave before in the past and it wasn't such an issue, but now it was an issue. I think it really was because he was a white supremacist and supremacist and he was in her like he, she just didn't want anybody in there, much less Daniel Carver. Well, I, I would agree that she wouldn't want anybody in there without her approval the same way Howard would come into the studio on Mondays oh, yeah. and sit down. And, oh, who used who sat in my chair? Who yeah, moved who my microphone? My, mega, my megaphone. Ex yeah. My megaphone. I've had this megaphone since WCCC. Yeah. Uh, but I it's just interesting. So. I don't think she cares that he was a KKK member. Okay. That that's how much of a. Uh, she, uh, of an apologist she is to her own race. She doesn't oh, even God. give a shit about that. Yeah, exactly. But as long as you're here and they got him here. Ah, here we go. I know that you and Stuttering John are like having no, a No, no, we're not having any fight. Up. We are not Rock. having any fight. Stuttering John had a surprise party and I know I couldn't be there, so they asked me to sign a giant birthday card. Yeah. To Stuttering John and I signed the card, you know, Stuttering John. And you refuse to sign it? Yes. <laughs> why? Why are you involved in things like this? I'm not Just sign involved it. in anything. Why? Why are you always John having a war with people? John doesn't like me anymore. Yeah. So no, no. I said, Robin, why would anybody ask me? That's because me Robin. <laughs> okay, we're gonna let this play out a little bit more, and then we'll comment on it. Tells, it's because Robin tells me that she off the air. She only tells me what I need to oh, hear. You don't even want to hear it. And <laughs> on the on the air, she's the real Robin. But outside the studio, to me, she's all phony. That, and What's wrong with that? Oh, then who wants to hang out with somebody who's, who's, who's you know all phony all the time? I see. And that's what I said. All right, well, if you're all phony, then. No, Robin, was this the old you or the new you? <laughs> no, he said to me, this is the new me. Got wooden sign. And he's, I, why would, you know, somebody tells you I don't like you. Right. I didn't even. Okay. So. Good God. This is too, th 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 this is, this is all, the, this is the smoking gun for Bob, if he wants to hear this. If, I'm sure he's already heard it, but. That's he said, what's the immediately Howard said, what's wrong with that? Like, what's yes. wrong with being a phony off the air, which is it exactly was, what he is. 
Well, right. He could relate to that. And yeah. um, uh, first, I, you know, I loved that theme music of Robin's, that original theme music. That's <laughs> just, it was. You mentioned in the past, yeah. Oh, God. It's just the greatest, especially when Fred plays it through to the end. Yeah. Um, it's like the extended play version. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect, it's a perfect uh, juxtaposition. This calm, like newsy, like um, inoffensive jingle and this complete psychopath <laughs> raving about some, something that only makes sense to her. Which is the Hill Street Blues theme song, uh, yeah. right? The music rather, not the theme song. Um, same with MASH, just showing, you know, war. And then mm-hmm. you have that, that, that instrumental poignant. Um, yeah. Yes. Very poignant. Robin is out of control here. And I think Howard's actually uh, is good because he's, he was good when he was an orchestrator, uh, uh, you know, when he was a conductor rather. Conductor. Yeah. Yes. Not he, he brought nothing to the table, but he was good at sort of orchestrating the different people in the studio and um, yeah. well, and granted insulting them. He could arrange the toy soldiers in a way that could make them look like make it make it work. Right. But right. but he himself could not, you know, he it's like like a, yeah, exactly like a kid's pet uh, project or like a, a history project. You get the little toy soldiers, you arrange the battlefield, you can you dress it up. If it's you, just you explaining about it, uh, it's maybe not that interesting. But when you have the visuals, all of a sudden, boom, you add these little elements, these whatever uh, to change tones and uh adjust you know make it make it look like a better package you're right he was better at coordinating that i suppose if 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 you can call it coordination i think it was just creating creating a space where bad behavior was encouraged (laughs) (laughs) and and everybody everybody was up to be mocked and uh nothing no you know nothing was off limits so fred's playing the robin theme music and uh, poor John is stuttering, and but, Howard is questioning Robin. And but he also you know. assembled the cr- the biggest thin skinned bunch of pussies <laughs> on the planet to be in the same room and be like Japanese fighting fish and and nod each other until there were scales coming off constantly. You know, he used to Howard used to tease Fred about being defensive, but and, and how he would say he was from Mars. But Fred really so thin skinned. Oh, worse. I, I, I think, I think, um, yeah, Fred was the one that he absolutely, he probably was the thinnest of all, except for Robin. I mean, it's maybe tied, tied for the thinnest skins. Howard is slightly below the two of them because at the very least, he'll have some kind of bluster inside. He'll cover it up and say, oh, God, that fucking killed me, but I can't let it go. And he would just get angry. That was his right. defense, if he had, if and, you want to call it one. Right. Robin would laugh. Fred would, yeah. Fred would. Uh, burst into a rage. Remember, he quit a couple times too. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, the Rainbow Room was the most famous. No, Tony was... and Tina's wedding. No. Uh, that that was another one. And uh, and he's he's just a loathsome human being as well. I mean, just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not also a shithead, guys. Uh, let's continue. No, John was having a birthday party. His friends who were throwing it, I guess, or something, came up and said, Robin, we have a big card for John. I said, John doesn't like me. Why would you ask me to sign Would you like you after you told me that stuff? Wait, wait, you didn't get enough advance notice to sign the card for John's birthday? <laughs> no, no, no. What is he talking You're about advance that, notice? No, she said that no, why no, would no. I sign a card for somebody who doesn't I like me? I wasn't going out of my way not to sign John's card. I didn't even know anything about it. Oh, oh, what's that with the excuses? Can, can we have enough of that, that, that fucking defense? I wasn't told. I didn't know. The, and the, the 
the, the third party, they never told who's they, they exactly. Right? And also complete negating any possibility of culpability <laughs> immediately. I didn't know. I'm not, you know, we are, we're not friends. No one told me like if uh, I didn't know this was happening, just well, and own, then, and own then it. She'll, she'll never own it. And then, no. then the outright lie comes. I didn't, go out of my, I didn't go out of my way to sign it. I did not go out of my way. Yeah. Like, how old are you to exactly sign the fucking card and move on? Yep. They came to me right. and said, Robin, uh, there's a big card for John. And I said, well, why are you asking me? John doesn't like me. They know he doesn't like me. I always why question why you were involved why with John anyway. I never understood the, to get information like for the show. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so who the hell wants to hang out with that? So that's why you were hanging out with me. To get information from the show, correct? But I'm saying you shouldn't be you so involved. You should just be like, you know, oh, there's John. Hello, John. How are uh, you? That's, that's all No, because really she was. likes So you should be able to sign his card. No? No, he, he announced to me, I really don't like no, you. I I, I don't to want you. to be friends. I was like, Fuck, I announced to her. Right. No, she announced to me. This is the same exact God. MO as with the Jackie wow. fight later that year. Why would I, you know, why would I? It's in other words, it's John's fault. It's Jackie's fault that this is happening, that I'm not signing this, that I'm not talking to Jackie. It was Howard's fault. It was her mother's fault. It yep. was her father's fault. It was James's fault. It, yep. it, it was it. it she the army never the, the air force's fault it's it was the air force's fault. fault it was the armed forces fault yeah it, it was the commander in chief's fault it's just That's incredible right. how oh, she... you know it was it was the the recruiter's fault that i signed <laughs> <laughs> the pilot's fault for because the plane was late uh, it, it, it's 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 incredible to me yeah and i think knowing what we have like even even uh knowing all the what we do. And then in retrospect, going through this, it's such a disturbing roadmap. It's almost like a Google earth map. You know how you can adjust this the <laughs> yeah. level of layers, you know, the yes. mountains you can get, you can get the, uh, the gas station right down to the actual houses. This is kind of what we have that close up of people's houses and people walking down the street of Google earth, Google maps and with Robin's NPD in terms of her nuttiness, in terms of her just outright psychopathy. Well, and I still can remember when this first aired, and mm -hmm. I, I know I did not f feel or think the way I do now with this knowledge of the NPD and all of the other elements that that, that whole crew mm -hmm. has. Um, and it's uh, it's just one of those things where you think, how could I not have seen it before? You know, but we didn't have a we didn't have the name for the for the NPD diagnosis back then, certainly. Okay, but at the time, you you didn't think to yourself, boy, she's really a childish bitch. Yeah, I thought she was, was a childless bitch. Okay, that she was, was the level. That was the absolutely the level. I didn't okay. go any further than that. I just okay. thought, Jesus, she's really on her high horse. Well, and the other thing is, so you've got Gary and Bowie here, two two fucking simpletons together. They couldn't th they couldn't think up a spark enough to fucking <laughs> light a match. But um, the I th the the thing is, they both learned, and Stuttering John certainly perfected how to tweak people on the air and get shit out of them. Uh, but also, Bowie learned that. And he, he got busted for it one time. Artie was in the studio, but he was reaching below the console. So Gary didn't think he was there. So he looked around and started talking about Artie to Howard oh, during Jesus a break God. while Artie was there. Oh, and then Artie, man. Artie's face went up. I'll have to play that for you one time. It's one of the funniest bits. And nothing was said that he like he didn't get in trouble, but he right. was busted, completely busted for pulling a stuttering John. Well, stuttering John has an 
has no conscience. So no. it's easy for someone without a conscience to uh, turn around and tell someone else what you were just told. Yes. You know, and that is how Howard got a lot of his information then because John had no qualms about uh, yep. revealing it. Gary has a so, bit of a conscience. It's his bit well, of a stumble. It, de- it depends. Yeah. It depends on the, you know, when he wants to deflect off of his own foibles that day, like sleeping on the fucking job on camera, sleeping um, the fight with Tracy, but, but Gary's conscience is such that he uh, he's, he's not as um, uh, psychologically damaged as, as the others. No, I think in because, terms of that. Yeah. Because at least one of his parents was absolutely uh, uh, like a loving, like a really caring parent. And the, yes. he, I'm sure his mother loved them as well. She just was extremely damaged and, and they didn't have the tools and certainly didn't have the, uh, the way to fix what was wrong with her at that time of her life in her generation. And then his brother being, you know, dying and of AIDS and what have you. It was, uh, I mean, Gary, Gary had a, um, I mean, he he lived the life like he really he, he might be the most balanced out of all of them, even though he's a target in his own life. Like he's, his, you know, his his wife is wearing the pants and the balls. <laughs> well, and who better to to be Harris producer than someone who grew up with with a parent who was withholding, yes. uh, blaming, unloving, yep. uh, again, blaming. Right. You know, and everything you did is your fault and and you're wrong. And that's what Howard transferred on to Gary. And that's what that was very familiar to Gary. That's right. And put anybody in the studio who's strong willed, like a Jay Thomas, like Jay Thomas, every time he walked in that studio for an interview owned the room, he completely had Howard's every move countered. Jay Thomas was a DJ on 99 X in New York city in the Mm seventies. And he owned the airwaves. Uh, It was a great music station. He was, he and another DJ, Al Bandiro, they they ruled. Yeah, they were not like the cool guys from PLJ or NEW, but they were really tops. And so, uh, at least Howard had the good sense, smartly to to let Jay do his thing in the studio. Yeah, but I mean, well, he he had no choice. I mean, what was Jay going to go in there and not call him out on his stupid hair and not <laughs> tell him like, I don't know, just don't do what you're doing. And that's I don't know how else to tell you this. <laughs> I love Jay. Rest in peace. Um, let's continue that she is just, uh, you know, you know, she's, you know, BSing me all the time. Or, or, I uh, never said you said, you, you said off, off the air. Invention. No, I have it on tape. You said off the air. You're, um, but you tape. involved me yes, in this it conversation. Was all on, it was all on tape with the e-cameras. And she gave me this whole, you know, kind of rundown of how off the air, she just gives me what I need to hear. And <laughs> why would you, know, you say something like I mean, that? Why are you even involved? involved? You know what this you know was what all mean? about? This was about Fred and his Be- wife. Yeah, you know why? Because when Robin's with this me, has nothing to do she'll, with me. She'll- <laughs> oh my god wow what a pivot what a pivot okay she's missing a computer screen to look at and look uh, studious <laughs> yeah, right. and look industrious you know that's that right in later years that's exactly her move when she's uncomfortable look to the computer with intent like don't, absolutely like you're, you're not looking at like uh, some you know i don't know whatever um it, it's it's Ooh. such a tell it's such a tell wow. she just she, now she's blaming fred and his fred wife it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> holy god yeah amazing isn't it and this is also this is gonna eerily parallel john's departure from the show in which he confides he explains in the book have you read stuttering john's book no i couldn't read it i just couldn't do it okay i probably will i'll see if i can get you a, a scan or couple maybe i can find a way to get it to you uh, it's it's a painful read of course because it's yes. stuttering john 
um, you know, he he and his, his he and his uh, ghostwriter Jerry Mandering uh, were, <laughs> <laughs> were responsible. I told him. I think I put a review in Amazon saying, like, you know, this is uh, considering the imprint. Uh, I think editing is now a lost art because it's, there's so many mistakes in this book, but the only good thing is that he actually trashes, you know, his Buckwald and Howard and Gary quite a bit. Um, yeah. It's, so it's worth it in that respect, but just, I don't want to hear about how he dealt with the stutter. I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm sorry. Call me insensitive, but um, is there an audio audio version? Does he stutter when he narrates that? It must, it must be, it must be, I don't know, 10, <laughs> 10 laser discs long. <laughs> so anyway, um, he in, in the book, he explains that as he was on his way out going to the Tonight Show, he talked to Robin privately, who told him, look, you've tried to reach Howard. You've 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 tried. You've and we know this where there's evidence on the air. There's a show yes. like video footage of him saying, don't talk to me about weird business. I don't care. And then at the final day, why didn't you come to me? <laughs> well, that, so, it, it, so the, the, in, in the case of and so he said, Robin said, you got to do what you got to do. Howard's not taking care of people. Um, this is according to John. So take it as, you know, if you think he's full of shit, then so be it. But he's twice in the book. He quotes her as saying, uh, Howard, I, people are you got to look over your shoulder. If you don't start paying people properly, they're going to leave. And then when he gets on the air to explain the final day, she's like, how would you leave us for a, you know, a low rate show, like a, a unimaginative show? This is a cutting edge show. And you're going to leave us for Jay Leno. She was a bitch. And he, she he, manip- I would never I would never have spoken to her again. Right. She really mischaracterized whatever conversation uh, they did have. She oh, yes. and John. Um John came back and and on that show and said, you said this and you said that. And Robin didn't say she didn't say it. That's right. She just steamrolled over him once again. Yes. I told you this. I told you that. And and the whole thing, too, by the way, is Howard um, is such a. um, a weenie that he can't ever deal with people in real life. So everybody has to come to him on the air. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, uh, Many times John tried to talk to him. He, he asked Gary, he asked Robin on the air, talk to me on the air. And remember Gary wanted Howard, uh, Howard was threatening to fire Gary at one time. Yep. And ha- Gary said, turn, turn off the mic and fire me. And Howard said, no, don't, don't tell me, don't force me. Don't make me do that, Gary. It's got to be on the air. So, Otherwise it's just not going to happen. It, well, he, he, he has to hide behind the microphone and, oh, yes. and Robin, his, uh, his boombox, yeah, <laughs> you know, to have his power, to yeah. have the power that he had. Yeah, he has to frame it in that way. It has to be something like a bit because otherwise it's real. And go- the biggest fear both of them have is reality. That's correct. Robin, Robin and Howard, if they took off their blinders for a, like just a second, would be scared shitless by the world outside. Which I think Bob D would also say is an NPD uh, trait where yes. uh, if you call someone on their behavior or their past behavior or, hey, I thought you were going to call me and we were going to have dinner or something, they would never talk to you again because mm-hmm. you called them out. In, yep. in their minds, you called them out. Right. Really, you're just saying, hey, what happened? I thought we were going to go out. Yep. But they're ashamed. Yep. Uh, they're exposed and, they, and they're done with you. But if you're acting in a surreptitious way, you've got to play low-key. You've got to just say, oh, you know, you're getting good information. Here's what happened. 
<laughs> I went out there. John was fuming because he couldn't understand why it was everybody. It was all right for everybody else to kiss his wife but him. Right. So I'm trying to see where his mind is on this whole thing. And he's carrying on about... Freddie uh, having problems with him when he played with him. Go ahead, yeah. Freddie so, doing this. For, so how'd like, you get into trouble? Yeah, so because well, Howard, mind you, maybe, Robin, minute, Robin says, okay. Okay, okay. There, wow. I think she's, she's, she's referencing what, Tina and Tony's wedding? Um, She would have to be, but when she yeah. said when, when Fred played with them, was that when he... They, John maybe, and Fred maybe, never played together, right? I, I don't believe so. Not that I know of. I know that John was... Uh, arranging, he had a band going at the time because that's hence, right. hence, hence the big grunge look, you know, in 1995, which was, you know, hot. Um, right. Remember, uh, Fred was at, he was asked if, if John thought he was a better songwriter than Fred. And yeah, and John, Fred always had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, one he did. Thing, one thing in John's book that I think he's 100% right, with, uh, right on is that Fred was, he thinks Fred was jealous of him because he got a record deal. Like, and, and let's be honest, Stuttering John did get a fucking record deal with Atlantic Records. And released an album, and Fred was doing Kig Norris, whatever, and just didn't have. And I mean, at the end of the day, Fred just did not have the self confidence or the feeling of value, self worth, to go and try to push forward. And he did not have persistence, or um, he was not an A type personality ever. Oh no, Fred had didn't had the wrong personality to to persevere because he took everything so personally. That's right, and, and John didn't care. Yeah, I mean, he, he Fred, and, and in music terms, maybe Fred could have been a session person or somebody like in the in the background, you know, filling in record, fill, you know, making guitar solos or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about his talent or lack thereof. I'm saying, uh, you're right, he would never have been a good frontman. So he, when he finally does get King Norris and and play on certain things, whatever, it's it's all about anger putting him forward. You know, yeah, it's, Fred, not, it's not self-confidence. It's fuck you. Let me show you. Exactly. Not a, not a good place to come from. Well, Fred would have been good, like in Steely Dan, you know, the nameless musicians. Yeah. Um, but uh, John, I didn't like that kind of music, but John did have a, a sound. Fred was more, let me copy this solo yep. note for note. Completely. You know? Yeah. So Fred didn't have his own identity. No, very, de- very derivative and very, uh, very un- unoriginal. And Fred. Right. Was that one thing I recalled him? Fred's a pub singer. (laughs) That's kind. (laughs) Let's keep going. I said, well, maybe Fred may have this uh, attitude about you. Maybe he's a little jealous of you or something. So then John goes on and it comes in and comes a big thing on the air. Right. Because I said Robin said that. Right. And I say, Howard, there's John's out there with all these feelings about Fred. Right. And we talk about it on the air. Then John wants to draw me into the argument. I don't have bad feelings about Fred. I'm not going to say bad things about I do. Fred. All right. So, <laughs> but, but, but I what? say to John. It's okay for you. <laughs> yeah, but Robin, you being two-faced because off the air with me, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, maybe. I- okay, so Shades of the Bro fight, when she goes, she made up a lie about already calling Howard a jerk on yeah, the wrap-up she- show. So now she's making up something that could be, may or may not be true, and I think she's right in this case, and she knows about it, and that's why she's t- tweaking it, saying, well, let's see if I could get him and Fred fighting. Yeah, because honestly, I cannot follow her story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it started out where she and John, they were fighting, they're not friends anymore, then it morphed into Fred and his wife and the band and the show, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm really lost trying to, to follow her illogic um but yeah when she when she when they opened that show after the bro fight 
uh, Robin said, hello, jerk. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Artie had said. No, and, and, and you know, we know now uh, there's no way that that wasn't orchestrated by Howard to say to go tell her, look, when we start the show, you, you hit him with that. There's no way that that wasn't the case. Howard couldn't take that first shot, but he could pummel the person until they just rolled over and bled out. Absolutely. And he's going to have his, his, uh, his little, you know, Rottweiler. Um, well, not, not so little as the case may be, um, but do the biting for him. And you can just go like, you know, okay, that's enough. Or you can say, fuck it, throw, do- throw another one into the fire, um, throw another dog at him. And so in this particular case, yeah, probably true, but she's essentially outing herself as being a, a not a minute, well, just manipulative, but also a, um, a backstabbing piece of shit because if you're talking <laughs> about confidences off the air on the air you're inherently proving you're not trustworthy of anything so like uh, why would you trust her for, why would you confide in her even if she has money all these people in the back office they must be thinking if i have anything really really important maybe i shouldn't tell her so what's interesting is i'm trying to think of a time after this where a staff member did confide in Robin, because I don't think it happened again. We know it happened with Howard and Artie, where Artie asked Howard not to say the stuff about the stripper mm-hmm. and not to say that he was a, you know, hurt how about Dana and, and Howard acted like he didn't know. I'm trying to think about any other staff member who, other than Ralph, well, Ralph's not really a staff member, but no, this may have been Robin's comeuppance because I can't recall people ever confiding in her again. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of like work they might have done or whatever. Now we we have it on good authority that Robin was telling people certain people off the air when Artie was going through his drug phase. When his, well, when he was really getting through the not phase. I mean, his if the, if your phase is almost your entire adult life, then yeah, it's a phase. Um, when he was nodding off on the air and clearly just going into the depths of drug addiction while being filmed and fucking, you know, exploited on Howard TV off the air. She would tell people, tell certain people I'm, I've been telling Howard, he has to do something about it. It's not right. The guy's like fucking falling apart in our, in our, in front of our eyes and he refuses to do anything. And that she was pissed off at Howard for just washing his hands up the whole thing and saying, what am I going to do? He shows up. They're enabling the guy. So they're on some level. And that never got out. I know that never got out because you never heard about it on the air ever. But the, I, now that you're talking, uh, Robin did question whether Howard knew or not. Remember, there were times where oh, sure. everybody said, oh, come on. Didn't you know? And Howard said, oh, well, he called in sick a couple of times. Uh, he shows up. And Robin even said, come on, Howard. You really think yeah. he hit his head? It's who, What doctor sees you at six o'clock in the morning? Yes. And so there are things that she's absolutely told people, I would say, but are there things that people have told her? Uh, I, I would, I would, I would say no, most likely. I think, she, I think they viewed her as, as poison as far back as then after oh, this. Oh yes. And even later, like when, when it was, cause they were still tight with stuttering Johnny, even after he left, a lot of the crew would still go visit him and hang out with him whenever, when he was in the West coast. And after hearing and knowing that Robin basically outed him, and did not back him up and went on the air and completely did not have his back and say, yeah, I'm sorry, Howard. I told him you would, you weren't responsive. This is on you that anybody with, uh, with uh, a set of balls would have told Howard, no, you're in the wrong. Oh, of course. And really only Robin was the person in that position professionally on the air to, to do that. 
Yes, who could have done because, it? And she and yes, she would. She chose she was, not to. Right. Yeah, she was a cowardly piece of shit. Yes. So uh, yeah, I, I can't think of it. So maybe when we later on, maybe we might think of some examples of, of people that did tell her stuff that yeah. they shouldn't have. Hey, you're the one to get information. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So in other words, you know, you know, well, listen, you're this, I am the same as you. I always <laughs> act people on get it, but I don't tell them that I do. I can't figure out if Rob I, I act like John's friend. Howard, you know the difference is. We in the mid. I had I to say. Howard, you know the difference is. I don't feel this way on the air. Off the air with you is even. I mean, at least you don't sit and torture me off the air. Right. Our show don't stop. You know. Right. She tortures me, puts me through. No, I've like, seen her. I've seen her. I mean, puts oh, yeah. through mental games that that only her father probably did to her. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. Huh. Is this the same? Is this yeah. the same clip where um, Gary says that he and Robin were uh, they went to see a movie and just before the lights went down, Robin no. whispered, "No, it wasn't." That was, okay. that, was, that was John who was okay. Who was, this was I can't remember the exact episode, but it might be maybe later, maybe it was later on. I think, yeah, right before the um, the uh, the lights went the the house lights went down. Yes, I, said, I can't believe how unprofessional you were today. You just maybe threatened your entire job. I, I can't. I'm so disgusted with you. You might you might not even have a job when this is over. And then uh, before you could respond, Shh, the movie's starting. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to make your heart stop. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, but John's she, right. Yeah. Howard did torture people horribly, but off the air, he ignored the fuck yeah, out of them. It just it went about his life. Exactly. He just he just uh, abused you by not paying you off the air. Um, but um, that was his form of abuse. When you're when you weren't getting verbally abused on the air, you were getting financially abused every other. Minute. <laughs> well, right. And not not real, not putting it together that they, people were doing things off the air to supplement the income, the little income that they received yep. on the air. Yep. And um, the, yeah, so, and, and he's just admitted, I tweak people, but I don't tell them I'm tweaking them. Robin's, yeah, he said- Robin's like unapologetically telling them, look, I'm bullshitting you so I can get shit on the air. Yeah. Howard was, was pretty upfront about, about saying, you know, well, just, just, just act like, you know, you're their friend and yeah. and, and get what you can out of them. Right. He he said that. So I I imagine though at the time that people felt if they didn't come up with material, let's say by material I mean personal shit amongst someone in the crew, and didn't come up like then they were maybe not going to be kept on. I believe at some point they made it seem like or it was told I, maybe even was told uh, Sadovace, look. You, every, your entire life gets fucking brutalized on this show. If we need to film it, we need this. You're going to do that. Otherwise, you may not have a job here. And I think it got even more vicious than that because um, Gary made a comment once about how uh, he knew it was going to be a good day when Howard set his sights on somebody else other than him. Yes. Yeah. And like so, said, I hate it. We hate it when there's no guest because the, yeah, wheel, right. of shit, was, the wheel of right. shit gets spun and who who land, who does it land on? Right. So they're just throwing each other to him like a bullfight. Yep. Yeah, and now she's going to do it to me. Right. You know, you know, so then she would do that. Didn't play mental game. Well, what I- it's the running of the bullshit and pimpling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, all right. She didn't My father was mental. That was the only problem. What did you do? You no, believe something? No, I don't think so. No, okay. What? No one knows what you're talking about. Anyway. All right. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. All right. So anyway, so you refused <laughs> no, anyway, to sign no, his card. No, I didn't refuse to do anything. I said, if John doesn't like me, why would you ask me to sign his card? I was I trying. See. That's refusing. And- <laughs> And and what a position Robin is yeah that that's the definition of refusal. <laughs> well, what a position Robin's putting 
those people in. I said to them, why are you asking me when John doesn't like me? I mean, yes. if that's not passing the note saying, you know, uh, do you like me? Yes or no, circle one. I mean, this is, you know, fifth grade behavior. It's, here. I was just going to say chi- it's beyond childish. Yeah. For, yeah. for someone for someone who's probably what, uh, late 30s, early 40s at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's, yes, late, she's, late she's, like, she's roughly Howard's age, a little older. So, yeah. Good God. And claims she went and saw a therapist and that she, you know, she <laughs> was cured. She, she, figured she was cured. And matured. Yeah, exactly. She was good. Okay. I to do him a favor. Right. He's got a birthday. Why does he want to see the name of a person he hates? Oh, already? that's not refusing. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm just saying, John has friends. They're throwing him a party. He doesn't want some person he can't that he stand like, right. on his birthday card. But I Howard and the old <laughs> that she looked down wow. at their notes. Yeah, she started right to, away? Yes, like she's she's uh, practicing her penmanship or something. That's right. I don't have time for this nonsense. <laughs> I'm not hard at work. Leave me I alone. Pra- with this. I have to practice my cursive. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, Fillmore. I'm having a trouble with small B. <laughs> <laughs> and the and, and what was it? Uh, I guess it was the Z that was the hardest, or no, or the X. I can't remember. But I, yeah. I never, to be honest, like I always write my cursive is is awful because I had an awful teacher that really didn't. Like, I blame him. I'm going to be NPD here. It was his fault. <laughs> he didn't. Um, he he wasn't particularly good on the board either. And then when he made us do the um, you know, the little practice sheets and stuff. Sure. He never really offered suggestions. He didn't say, "Well, put the like." He wasn't that great of a teacher. He later on got busted for fucking trying to molest uh, one of the kids. Oh, um, yeah. He, well, this is years later when I was in high school and I found out about him. He just completely got you know uh, his teaching license, uh, uh, you know, just taken away from him. And he, I don't think he did time, but he was put on a dangerous. What do you call it? Um, oh yeah, the uh, um, the sexual. Yeah, sexual. the list, whatever. Like he was put on a the, d- yeah, potential the, the sexual offenders list or the I, I sexual offenders act or something like that or yeah, the, the list Megan's anyway, whatever law it was. Or yeah, ex- exactly. So, um, it, so as a result, and my printing is awful anyway. Like at my entire, my wife calls it cute, but I know if she we weren't married, she would not call it cute. <laughs> she called, She's serial sick. killer cute. <laughs> it's not. It, it, no, it's just it's just like messy anyway i know no one really gives a shit you're not going to see my penmanship unless i put it up on a, a photo but um in terms of robin yeah she's a complete um i mean you release a book that suggests that you have become this empowered person both with wisdom and knowledge and the experiences that i've gone through it's made me a stronger more uh, stable person but then it's completely at odds with every single video they release <laughs> it, it is it's it's like it's yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. It the juxtaposition, but I mean these people are are so stunted, and they're. I think at this point Gary was already married, right? Howard already Howard um, had two kids. I think uh, just about married, or or now seriously with Mary, but not married. So you know, but close, I'd say. Past the uh, the Bowie love tape, though, because he doesn't have that stupid. That's right. Hall and Oates yeah, mustache Atlantic, and Atlantic hair. Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Um, yeah, the, you know, married. Howard's got two kids at this point. I, I don't know if John is married to Susanna yet, but good God. What a well, sorry it, bunch. I just recurred to me. Robin essentially wrote her own comic, her own superhero book featuring herself as the, as the <laughs> protagonist. That's what Quiver's <laughs> a Life was. 
Like I, I overcame, I overcame his adversity. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm the I'm Robin is triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best she can be. Yeah, do, exactly. Do, do, do. Well, and, and, and I mean, if, you know, if you could be, you know, Judge Howito right now, right? Uh, Listen, I'm going to tell you about Robin. Let me tell you about Robin. Let me tell you. There are six Robins. <laughs> I got ten. Uh, there's the old Robin. There's the new Robin. There's the cured Robin. <laughs> there's the. Robin who engages you in conversation off the air. <laughs> and then there's a Robin who engages you in conversation on the air. How many is that? Six? Five. Five? Right. Then there's five, Robin. And how about- God, that laughter is so fucking uncomfortable. That's just like Kathleen Turner in The War of the Roses and that phony laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's like Robin's... Um, Defense. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, yeah. Fred blows up. Howard gets nasty. Right. Uh, Robin laughs. So you're not really sure as a listener. If you did, yeah. If you're listening, if you're listening, if you watch the video, which we are doing right now, she did the laugh and it was completely phony, and then looked immediately down as if right. to say, "Busted." Exactly. He, you know, he's right. Yeah, there are so many different aspects to me, but it is all the same fucking narcissistic asshole. Are the nuts. Well, my theory is she'd get rid of John because now she's got Gorilla. Oh, God. yeah, and good luck. She's torturing him too. Okay. Solely motivated by the material things. And when what I say material, material things, things? Material. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. What happens on the show is what Robin is motivated on. Not any of her relationships outside of the show. So in other words, all that, all this fodder and all the stuff, all the conversations and private conversations that me and Robin had, were all bull****. They were nothing. <laughs> the only thing that is real, she has told me on tape, Ganji, the only thing that is real is what happens on the air when she's a vulture and when she's <laughs> hypocritical. <laughs> And when she's lying, that's when the real Robin comes out. Now, would you? Okay, now he's <laughs> believe it or not, like vulture. Do you? It, with the body language is what's fascinating me here. She's sitting on his desk, not looking at him, nodding, right. laughing. Yeah, uh, kind of grand old know, time. Sort of embarrassed, but mostly happy because she's talking about her. They're being. She's being talked about. That's correct. The spotlight is on her. That's correct. And laughing because. It's negative, uh, and that's her deflection. That's her way of getting away. But you can, you know, that she was probably pissed as shit at him for saying this later, right? And that's that's again where her laughter is helpful because you and I are watching this, and we still can't tell if she. We know she's. We know she has to be angry, but we don't see it because mm-hmm. she's laughing and she's smiling, even though they're they're faced in almost opposite directions, and I, it's just a very awkward. Uh, um, it's, it's demented Norman Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pitchfork, right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. So, and uh, maybe I'll have to talk with Matthew Schultz about getting a Saturday evening post mock-up with oh, Robin. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You want to be friends with that? I wouldn't. <laughs> you're saying that this is all a big game that you're playing to get information out of John, but it also sounds like you're a little wacky too. What? Well, he's saying that you're too involved with these interns. You should be. But you're, I'm not involved at all. They think I am. I well, but see, this is my dinner. point. You take her to the movie. This is my point. They go to your house. She, hangs out. she breaks bread. She, she, yeah. she, you know, gives her own information of personal things that she would only do to a friend. That's not true either. Go okay, well, well, you know, I knew half our book uh, way before it came out, years before. <laughs> I do love Fred playing the cuckoo sound yeah. uh, when John was describing her. Yeah. So, okay. Post, post book, because the book is April. So that's the whole point here. Now, this is why God 
having the memory for this nonsense is, is helpful. She, she released the book April Fool's Day, 1995. And uh, like I said, John's wearing shorts and some WBCN t-shirt that I'm yeah. sure was swag that he never paid of a course. dime for. Um, and he, so that it's summer, whatever. So it's a few months after the book and the, the, I mean, that's a, that's an incredible that's very astute from John to say, look, she tells us all kinds of crap. Uh, and what he's essentially saying is, yeah, she she'll tell you crap that she can trust you that you may not say, but she won't share the same compunctions. She'll tell whatever the fuck she needs to whoever she wants. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be um, uh, not that he's he one would enjoy this, but he doesn't seem to want to have to do this. You know what I mean? Like he's not. John. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's he's not relishing saying this stuff about her. It's almost no, like because he, John John's John's joy was in like anything that wasn't um, like he, he would never mock someone for cheating on their wife or he would never go like out. I don't think he'd out somebody that did something heinous. But he would have no trouble t- talking about Bowie having to look after the kids or Robin's cats or Robin, right. you know, on the horse, or whatever, which is embarrassing, perhaps, but not um, not detrimental to the person's continued existence with their spouse or boyfriend <laughs> or a job like you're not, you're not going to ru- ruin someone's job over it, perhaps. Right. Right. Yeah. He's, he's so not I, enjoying it. He's not looking really. He's kind of looking sideways at Howard. He's not looking at Robin. He's not really looking at Gary. Right. He's uncomfortable. He's, he looks kind of defeated. He looks. Yeah. He looks uncomfortable and defeated. Yes. Yeah, so he's not looking for airtime. He just really like, look, they want to talk about this. I'm happy to do this. But she's a bitch. And then and John, right. the other thing is like you could you could totally get him wound up. But if he decided he was going to go off and start talking about someone, I think he would. If you got him angry enough, he'd say anything to Howard. Ultimately. Oh, no question. And, no question. He, and he would he would regret it, I'm sure, after the fact, but he would get it out. He'd be like one of those little wind up dolls that you have to wait till that thing finishes unwinding before it stops, you know, hitting the wall. Yeah, he's uh, he'd be a terrible uh, witness uh, or being interrogated because he'd totally. spill. Yeah. Halfway yeah. through. Which half? Even about the, you know, what about a father? Even about the molestation. Well, I knew that too. Okay, but you know, <laughs> everybody knew it. Well, you know, whatever. So she, I don't think she tells everybody that. So, you, so, 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 so you have this like good friendship and everything, right? Everything's going along good. Then and, and then and then you know, and then she comes out and says, you know what? I was phony. That's what. That's not me. Right. You know, you know, on the end, you know, the one that hates you is me. Ah, uh, see, okay. that's all your interpretation. I don't hate you. I don't hate you one or off the no, air. the one that's always put. You know, that's the real me. You know, the one on the air who's always. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! <laughs> what, is, I, what a fucking crow's nest of fucking dysfunction! It, it is absolutely. It's just. It's a merry-go-round. It doesn't fucking stop. It just gets faster and slower. But it just what, never stops. What did already say? It's a lazy Susan of shit, and everybody's got to take a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the lazy Susans. Wow! It's yeah. just oh, goodness. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, I have to say, like, I, uh, there's dysfunction in every family. I mean, everybody knows that there's a certain level of it, it, you know, depending who you are. But with this particular online thing, I think that's one of the reasons why it resonated with so many people, because they were such dysfunctional people. And it made you feel a little better about your own life, that it wasn't this bad. Oh, no question. And that's that's why I, I'm I'm rewatching it with the knowledge and information that we have now. But mm-hmm. I remember back then thinking, cause I had a crazy family, just 
bunch of screaming Hungarians, you know, uh, and this was, this was a relief to me mm-hmm. to, to watch and to hear this. Yeah. And it, it well, would you call it escapism? <sighs> That's a good question. I think that it made me feel less, uh, not less alone, but um, less, less shameful about my own family's uh, weirdness mm-hmm. because here, here, it's just all out in the open and people are switching topics and they're blaming uh, this one, that one. And, and it went from Fred, to, it just went to so many people. And now it's coming back to Robin. It's just, I, I think it made me feel a little less isolated or, or, or alone in my own situation. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I'm looking at this show and I'm looking at the dynamics, right? Okay. So Billy's probably still there. Jackie's still writing, but you don't hear from him for this. It's fine. He'll come back in. It's, it's like a sitcom. It really is like a sitcom that you can't write for. And I'm thinking to myself, the, the appeal of the show, especially even back then was such that if I think if, if Howard was really smart, if he was really not 79, as we keep calling him, he would have insisted that everybody get, make sure they get taken care of because this is I, I don't necessarily want them like if they're happy if they don't have the worry of home and the worry of mortgage payments then they can concentrate on being more social even and then by being social more stuff comes out it can be fodder for the air it can only improve the show instead he had this stupid misguided notion of making sure they're so fucking hungry they got to go on the road for to make ends meet um, thinking that's going to create more uh, drama and sometimes it did but ultimately it, it became negative towards him in the end right well it, it he it's the opposite of what successful companies like apple and microsoft do and amazon right. where they have um you don't pay i have a cousin who works for microsoft he doesn't pay for lunch he doesn't pay for dry cleaning they bring in um uh massage therapists they they have wow. on-site they have on-site dentists so while you're there you just have to work. You don't have to worry about anything else. And uh, there's shuttles that take you to and from the office. You don't even have to drive your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so Howard adopted the complete opposite viewpoint and mm-hmm. approach. And um, you have these guys running around, you know, opening up pizzerias and car dealerships on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, getting four hours of sleep during the week. Yeah. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's overeating or is Bob D said, you know, they have it's, some substance abuse. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so short sighted. And ultimately he, that's why we, we, that's one of a myriad of reasons why we think he's such a fucking idiot, because if he was in, it would have incentivized them just a little bit um, and given them some kind of out somehow, I don't care if it's like happy endings after work or something like, you know, something to make them leave the, leave the, the job with a smile on their face. Uh, and it may not be because, you know, in an in- interview, it may actually be because it's remuneration. Hey, guys, we're giving you a bonus. We just added Cincinnati. So everybody's getting a $5,000 bonus every time we get a you know, new syndication uh, market. Fuck it. Jesus Christ. People be floating out the building. Of course. Well, and that it, that's why it's, you know, what's the number one reason why people leave companies because of how they're treated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, but me... Howard was too busy counting his own marbles and what he could get than to give a shit about anybody else there. Yeah. That's yeah. why I maintain that the real brains or were the people around him, the people propping him up. And ultimately the, um, the fact that he could the he was saved by the lock lack of internet back then. Oh yeah. This was, I, I mean, I remember uh, 
so this was, I, I mentioned earlier, broadcast at 11 and 11.30, two yep. separate episodes, and yep. then rerun at 2 a.m. and 2.30. Okay. And so I, I couldn't sleep. I would watch these two episodes on E, then I'd watch uh, VH1. Uh, they had some sort of new music program until 2 a.m., mm-hmm. yep. rewatch this, and then go to sleep. And since I was watching this dysfunction play out, it maybe, like I said earlier, maybe feel less um, weird or uncomfortable about the dynamics I was dealing with in my own uh, family right. situation. Uh, and he, he just took a, a moving, a, a speeding train and he crashed it. Howard. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know? And uh, so we'll play, let this play out a little more. Always like, you know, chiding. That's to me. The nice one who's, well, the sometimes nice one off the air <laughs> is not, Make you know, the real mind, man. John, either I've told you off the air and on the air. Got I crazy. Well, no, well, I mean, it's, well, listen, <laughs> how, how can she not get me crazy? If she's crazy, then of course she's going to get me crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, I very good. Said, you know, John, if I've hurt you that much, we don't no, need oh, to have anything wait, more. Uh, to my do friend, not forget that three. Wow. Discard, devaluement. Wow. Jesus. Well, you know, interestingly, so we don't hear from Fred, but we hear the cuckoo uh, sound a couple times now. We heard Jackie laughing in the background with glee, absolute glee in his voice. Yep. You know, because John's saying the things that they think they couldn't say. That they want to say. has said it. Yes, that's true. And also they've established that John is the guy to say such things. So it's not out of character. So he he can get that he can have that right but it would be out of character for gary to come in and start talking shit about robin for any length right it was sort of like what jason became later yes. jason was the was the you know studio tattletale the office yeah, the office the office bitch three years yeah. ago <laughs> robin didn't talk to me for about four months is that right that was yeah. the old robin that was oh yeah that, that was the old robin <laughs> but, yeah my favorite john and robin story, i think you're all crazy my favorite john and robin story happened yeah. a couple of months ago john and robin go to the movies together <laughs> and just as the movie's starting robin turns to him and starts chastising about something no no and, then john, and john says wait a minute i want to talk to you about it she goes Shh, can't you see the movie starting <laughs> okay oh. john's, john's recounting is fantastic so let's play it's, this one out yes yeah. She goes to me, she goes, you did something today that could affect your future and piss off all your superiors in your career. I, 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 it's so bad what you did that I, I don't even know if I can tell you. Robin, what is it? Shut up, the movie's just starting. <laughs> well, for two hours in the movie, I'm going. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm, you know, I'm going nuts, the whole movie. So she sits there. You know, this is a kind of twenty. This is only one incident. This is she had practical no. joke. How, no. how, how she had That's no practical joke. That's no. someone deliberately Absol- being a venomous twat. Absolutely. I, you're going to suffer for two hours and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to know you're sitting next to me squirming, oh, yeah. freaking the fuck out. Your stomach has, is dropped. Uh, you're sweating. And I'm going to sit here and eat my popcorn and watch this movie. Yep. It's pure sadism. Nothing more. Oh, Absolutely. Wait a second, Robin. If somebody did that to you, you would have a fit. Oh, yeah. You would have a No, you could care. Oh, yeah. Howard, she wants to have a fit. She, she was having me crawling to the fetal position in her car, killing me, beating me up in the car. That's a practical joke. Why was you he? Can't oh, take oh, that's a practical No, That's Robin being abusive. This is exactly what Bob said uh, with that Wiggy would do. It's just a joke. You're too sensitive. It's just a joke. It's it's always those two default responses. Oh, you're so sensitive. You're too. Yep. I wasn't. I was only kidding. And then the fake apology. I'm sorry if you felt offended by what I said. Oh, yeah. The the, the, the worst right? non-apology on the planet. Yes. If, yes. Yeah. 
Sorry, if you, you're I'm so, sorry. If, if you're that sensitive, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry <laughs> if you can't take a joke. Oh, oh. Exactly. <laughs> because it's just, oh. you're the one transferring, Miss Quivers. Oh, you're too You're funny. being abusive because you were abused. <laughs> I don't you know, know what's going on. She's taking it on, on, on you know, the Well, John, it's she, over. No, right, what's fine. the big deal? You're in a position, Robin, to be, uh, you know, you know, you know. Obviously, you know, you're a lot older than me, so I'm, you know, and you know, so so so, so you're in the, you know, um, you know, you know, the higher position in that relationship. So, so I'll come to you for advice. So then I come to you for advice, and then the same person is torturing me. Well, first of all, you got to ask yourself, why the fuck would you rely on someone who's clearly unreliable? Well, yeah, and I was also thinking how perceptive John was by telling Robin that she's abusive because she was raised by an abuser. Yeah. Well, that, you know, the guys, abuser. yeah, I mean, I we heard the Robin's mother. She didn't sound too warm and fuzzy. No. Um, but John is just, he's really resigned to telling Howard and everybody else what Robin's behavior is and what she's doing to him. He's not yeah. relishing this. And well, no, he no, he's yeah, he's it, they're dragging it out of him, sort of. But the the other thing is, I'm sure he feels a lot more confident saying it on the air than behind closed doors. Although we, as we saw behind closed doors, it was still on camera. Right, right. It's never going to be a real conversation uh, that only those two know about because they're all incapable of having that. You know, it, and I'm not, I'm sure Howard's not alone in this, but I'm just thinking of all these fucking dinners he's had with Steve Martin and he's had with Lauren, My- not Lauren Michaels, but he's had with, you know, Ben Stiller. And who's just anyway, I fucking hate Stiller. I think he's, I can't believe he's the product of Anne Mira fucking Jerry Stiller. And he could be that unfunny um, and untalented. Uh, the But the thing is, you all these conversations he had with people, I understand Hollywood is meant to be worthless it's meant to be a vacuous place but what a waste of time talking to howard if you're going to dinner with him because nothing changes his perspective um he doesn't give you insight except to maybe show you exactly how fucked up he is and he's not changing anything even if he did get insight from you it's not going to affect him one way or the other well and and that's a classic narcissist where uh they don't ever question their behavior and, and what they do, it's everybody mm-hmm. else who's wrong. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, we talked about this before. Howard fashions himself a, a disc jockey who, and he doesn't know music. Mm-hmm. He says he's a comic. He's not funny. He doesn't know the history of comics or comedy or uh, he, he doesn't know. Uh, he, he's never watched an SCTV episode. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's watched just what the first few minutes of SNL, which is shit anyway. I mean. <laughs> He's he's nothing that he's claimed to be. Of course not. And you know? I mean, the, the gall that he had to rate comics in his not just his yeah. book, but even on the air and say, this person's a genius. This person isn't a genius. Um, Sam and I are going to probably next week do a Adam Sandler reshinding episode um, because when he did have him on, he, he, he apology he actually did seemingly apologize a little better than other thing, other people he's done it to, but it means nothing. It's just, it's just a means to, you know, kiss more ass while Sandler's still got something in the business. And Howard at this point would take Frank Stallone. <laughs> I think he would go back to interviewing some people that he's, I mean, maybe not because of how self-important he feels he is, but he could absolutely use it. That's, that's for certain. 
Well, he he would never do this, but really the best way to save face is to retire now before oh, someone yeah. comes up or comes out with some sort of, you know, uh, sexual molestation story or something. quid pro quo or something, anything that that's, you know. Well, and we are working on something like that right now, but I meant to ask you, do you feel, this is what I thought the brilliance of podcasting is. Like we, we are doing this thing now. We've got our Sunday shows. We've got the Patreon shows. I don't doubt for a minute that there are the, um, what's his name? Uh, who is the host of Jeff Probst guys like him, like a super oh, yeah. fan. I don't yeah. doubt that even Stamos is not, is listening to the show. I, I think some of these people are so hungry for stuff and would eat anything up and would agree with a lot of what we have to say. Call me demented. Call me delusional. I believe that any ex fan even celebs that bemoan the fact that the, the show has tumbled to what it is, would love our show, would enjoy the, the analysis. Chris Rock, somebody who loved the old show, but now doesn't even listen. Well, no question. I don't think it's being demented. You and your uh, guests and co-hosts deconstruct what he is, what he's become, what he was that we didn't see at the time because we didn't have a label for it. I, That's I think, right. And it's not done in that screech screaming over each other way that so many other podcasts do yeah. it's a professional outfit i mean look at what look at your equipment and and listen to your voice and uh you're you have an incredible knowledge of not just howard but culture and history and you name it so i would think if if, if the algorithm comes up when when they're surfing youtube or something i would think that they'd click on it and that's how i think i came to your uh Fillmore files podcast a year ago well, that, or two. Well, that's well, that's it. I mean, it's just a matter of getting the right tags out there, and so I, as a result, um, it, it's. I understand the reticence of some guests to maybe want to come and be interviewed, but at the same time, uh, I don't believe he has the clout now to do anything about it anyway. Because even if he can shut down YouTube, which most of the, if it's an interview, he can't. He can't do anything about it uh, unless it's hate speech or whatever. I think that uh, it's it's at a point now where he isn't listening to criticism anyway. So don't bother me with it. That kind of thing. Who cares if there are 20 channels out there with Howard TV stuff, we can't police it. He can, they can only police what, what Jason can can do on YouTube and continually take down, you know, old shows and such, but to the magnitude of what he would love to do can't be done. And um, I think Natalie Maines and Jeff Probst of the world, um, they realize that he's just irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet, you know, before the first person speaks up, you know, you have a whole bunch of people behind them, you mm-hmm. know, about to raise their hand. You just need someone other than Gilbert or Artie yep. or uh, John, Sutter and John, to say, Jesus, what has this guy become? And then I think you'll see them all fall down. I think you're right. All it, fall might just line, take, it might just take a Twitter post like someone you yes. know, going on say, tell us your awful interactions with him. Exactly. Like the same right. way that happened to Ellen. And people, my yes. God, when that thing came out, I can't remember who it was that started that. But the, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of it was bullshit tweets, like people just wanting to pile on for the sake of it. But I'm just as certain that there are the deta- the more detailed ones are more most likely true. Oh, I- no question. I mean, I, you and I have talked about uh, things that have happened to me uh, professionally, and I just had such details about what happened that it, it couldn't be, dis- it was not disputed. It can't be disputed when you have that kind of level of detail. And then you have a lot more people behind me or behind 
I, you're right. I don't know who came out first with, with the Ellen um, revelations, I, I but yeah, it, it's, and it's not that um, basically I know bullshit when I hear it or read it or see it. I know it when, especially if it's visual, like I can see someone in an interview not being, uh, you know, he's being deceptive. Um, <laughs> I can, I can absolutely count on, you know, I read body language now and I'm, I'm actually uh, looking into studying a bit more about psychology, at least auditing some courses just to get a little better handle on certain traits, certain, certain um, aspects of the, uh, of the mind. But at any rate, I, I think it's a great thing. And I know we're just sorry, guys, we're, we took like a little diversion here, uh, patting our own backs and, you know, giving us giving ourselves some hand clapping that maybe we don't deserve. But I think uh, it's 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 a bit of a public service in a way uh, by doing this. Well, and, you know, to someone like Howard, you're a dangerous guy because or you get him. And that's dangerous to someone like him because you're smart. You're not. You're not some stupid fan. You're not some blowhard who works at a gas station. You know what I mean? Like you're a smart guy. Well, that's his, his nightmare is people like yourself who actually remember have this like elephantine memory of the show yes, yes. and can draw on a, such a vast. It's almost like how Joan Rivers or David Brenner would catalog their jokes, you know, right. in a filing cabinet and be able yeah. to, what about the time that such and such? So there's always a little overlap in case, you know, one of us can't remember a bit or so all of a sudden. And I think that at the end of the day, even guys like Stuttering John, if they go off in their own time, like when he's too busy finishing off a two, four, he um, would listen and say, look, especially the NPD episodes, because this is, this is more in line with that, even though Chicago Bob's not here. And one day you'll sit in with him and, and you'll, you'll on a show with him and you'll enjoy it just as much as, as if you were listening to him instead. And uh, there's such a vast reservoir of stuff. This is just one of the many episodes in which you could deconstruct exactly what it is about every one of these people that makes them the perfect dysfunctional asshole in the machine that is the stern world that until, you know, he decided more recently that fuck it. I don't need any of this. It got me to where I needed to be. I got the money. I basically took the money at Sirius and ran. <clears throat> he got the, the money. Biggest, it was the great train robbery. Absolutely. And he's, uh, as we've talked about, he's becoming Howard Hughes more and more and mm -hmm. great gardens. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. in the Hamptons. And that's yeah. how his, his life is going to end up. Yeah. So he's not going to fight back, but you know, we're sort of like uh really good musicians who are taking <laughs> apart a song and explaining how, you know, how by the editing process or, or the production process, it, it, it came to be uh, this, this piece of work. Yeah. The other, the other analogy is uh, I think it was, it might've been Bob. It was like a support <clears throat> network for disenfranchised fans, obviously like a, you know, an AA meeting, you know, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Bill. I used to listen to Stern. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. I stopped <laughs> listening in 2012, yeah. 2013. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's. I mean, we could make, we could make a thousand jump the shark videos with all the listeners. Uh, just oh, call God, everyone yeah. and, like a bunch of them, get their all, all their stories. Eventually you're going to get just too much overlap, but, but I digress. I'm sorry for the extra little extended bit here, guys. Um, the, but uh, this happens sometimes and hell it's, it's all, it's all coming to you. It's, uh, 
It's all unscripted. Well, We're just yeah. shooting, shooting the breeze here. I don't have no a notes. binder. I don't have a binder in front of me telling me when to queue up the next bit. So um, <laughs> hold on, guys. Let's go into back into the uh, what was it in the jerk? Steve Martin says when they shows them the kitten juggling, he goes, roll the ugliness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm published. I'm in the phone book. Yeah. I don't even know what he said. Gary, you understood it, right? It's so hard when you're a stutterer. I don't know what he said. It's so lost in the entertainment. What are you saying? I don't even know. What I'm trying to say is she puts herself in the position to, to give advice. That's cruel. But she puts herself in this position that I'm going to look up to. Right. No, she, then she, she abuses that you're by finally, torturing You finally got smart. She does torture you. Yeah, exactly. There's no question about it. So you got you to have nothing to do with it. That's, that's all. I said, that's it. That's the end of it. What's the problem? That's all. The problem. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. That's the end. So she does. So you deal with it. That's the end of it. You That's deal with Howard's it. Yeah, exactly. Was. Or yeah. Well, he, well, he said, he said, uh, yeah, just don't have anything to do with her. But how is that possible in that atmosphere? Well, it's just so easy for him to, to throw these lines out at, at yeah, John, who's just, yeah, he's just drowning stuttering John. And mm-hmm. Howard is, uh, is, is so cavalier and casual about just stop talking to her. So, I mean, in this situation, Suttering John, what's his solution to never talk to Robin? He can't do that. Well, he has that's to ridiculous. How do you, yeah. I mean, that's just an insane response solution. from Howard. He's just, yeah. well, and Howard's loving this. He's loving yes. it. Oh God. He's in, he's in fucking hog heaven. Yeah, he's he really like the is. Vancouver pig farmer with all the fucking bones of the dead prosies, like in the pig, <laughs> in the pig pen. And Bowie's happy as shit because it's not, it's on, not him. on him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> look at, look at Bowie, that stupid toothy smile. Jackie's that- in the middle of signing CDs for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> ah, where's my Sharpie? And Fred has one button. It's like a, it's like Missile Command. He's just got one button to worry about, and that's the repeat. He's he's alternating between that and the cuckoo sound for Robin yeah, when he yeah. when he can slip one in when he thinks Robin's not listening and they're that's also right. playing a a stuttering or a rooster effect for John stuttering yeah. I don't know someone's doing that because uh, yeah. I see Gary laughing. Well, sign the card, which is pretty nice oh, thing Billy. to do and pretty simple thing to do whether you're fighting or not. It's a guy's I'm not birthday. Fighting. The guy should have signed the card. I don't like you. I can't stand you. you. I don't want to be, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So I didn't sign his card. He didn't say these things. What kind of gas, what kind of bullshit low rent gaslighting is this? Didn't she just spend 40 minutes talking about how, why would she sign the card of someone who doesn't like her? And now she's saying, did she say what I think she said that he doesn't, she She doesn't like him now. she, She basically said right now, and I can replay it if you like, but she goes, she said, I, you know, uh, he said he doesn't. If he said, oh, he's I, okay. Yeah, I misheard. Okay, yeah. It, well, it was there was a bit of talk over there between her and Jackie, so it's easy to to get lose that in the mix. But yeah, and if that's the case, I mean, but you know, you say that this person said this, 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 but they didn't. They're actually just saying they're asking themselves. They're asking you, why would I be friends with you if you are going to be like this to me going forward? <laughs> It's so convoluted. Yeah, it's like I mean, in the third person, pluperfect. You know, it's yes. just the tenses are screwed up and the yep. the thought process is so jagged. Thought process. <laughs> <laughs> what? What of this thought? Imagine this word if, that you shall not speak. Thought? Imagine, imagine if your every move was dictated by your emotions. I mean... <laughs> My God, you'd be, be, be Cro Magnon. <laughs> oh, I'd be a, a, a raging maniac. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. She didn't want to torture you. But 
But Howard, do you understand? Well, I understand that. Okay, but do you understand why I would say it? And then after all this, it doesn't matter. Hold on, let me just finish my story. Wish. I don't care, but let me finish. I don't care if you ever talk to me for the rest of your life. Believe me, it'll be it'll be nice. But, but Howard, I'm let me just finish this. You know what? Oh, she can't shut the fuck no, up. No, she she is hammering it over and over again. It, done enough. I don't get it. Well, the the, the again, what's it? The ties in, like, guys. You got to go for this. Like, if you want the. The the visual analog just literally put our Sally Jesse Raphael Robin on <laughs> Sally episode turn down the volume and loop that one section where she's trying to she's getting Gosh. angry at the audience member for calling her out on her shit. I don't know that uh, there's a better example of this type of thing where with um, wherein Howard's involved where someone's calling him on his shit except that Jay Leno bit that we're going to go through one day uh, because he goes a mile a minute. He's worse than Rob because he's, pa- he's panicked. He's like yeah, a scampering yeah. fucking rat on a glass floor with oil on it. And he's like, uh, uh, you know, this is why I did this. You know, this bit didn't work. And, and Letterman said it wouldn't work, but I went on and said, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it, it's the, it's the, like, it's the last refuge of the scoundrel. As they say, Robin, for this case, in this case, similar, just not the same diction, not the same manic, whatever. It's just literally, uh, I'm going to talk over you because you're going to talk truth about me. And I have to bury that fucking truth in my bullshit. Robin is um, doing what uh, what Tracy did to Grillo. Tracy yes. was just talking over him loud. And, and they even potted down Grillo's uh, uh, phone, I oh. believe. The yep. volume, yeah, and she's just she's fucking steamrolling. Except that Tracy sounded like she was dead on, and Grillo sounded like a, a, a befuddled mess. <laughs> yeah. of bullshit. Tracy had every right to be angry, and she uh, she was very detailed in, in why she felt that Grillo was a lying sack of shit, as she called him. Yeah, um, but Jesus, Robin is just relentless. Yeah, he says, "I hate you." I say, "Fine, I'm out of your house now." How about, how about, you, you don't talk no. to me the rest of your life. Hey, 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 Howard, I, first of all, I didn't ask you to sign my card. I can give, I can give a frog's fat ass if you sign it. You know what I'm saying? But Howard, let me just say one thing. Well, why are we here? Daddy, Daddy didn't stutter on. <laughs> right, no, no, but Howard, yeah, right. Howard, Howard, let me just like you know, just kind of finalize it. So she'll come with me about Freddie, and, 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 and she'll see I'll be upset about Freddie. You know, I'll be like, right. I don't know what. And then she'll chime. Well, maybe he's a little jealous about your album. <laughs> maybe this, maybe it. Right. Okay. Then I come on the air and I go, Hey, Robin, tell me. Go ahead. My God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean. I've known people like this in my life and I've since said goodbye to many of them. Of course. A lot of them, but never with such um, contemptuous glee in their, in their voices and in their actions. I think it was always just something they weren't aware of. She's, I think, fully aware of what she's doing. Yeah. I think that's, what's disturbing more than anything is uh, she's really taking pleasure in this. She's She's reveling in it. Yeah. She, she, doesn't let up and the more that the guy physically squirms the more she just keeps raising that shrill voice of hers and, and just fucking beatific smile <laughs> oh <laughs> just, yeah you know like ties will do that ties will smile when there's an argument to try to diffuse it like it's a normal thing if you're complaining they'll smile as if you know you can't really get angry you wouldn't hit the bed with glasses on would you it's <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's what she yeah she's um uh, she's trying to disarm him yes. by, by smiling and laughing. But uh, there was one quick 
second where her she had the crazy eyes just might have been like 15 seconds before this that's uh, right still. and she was going all over the place and it's more yeah. reminiscent of what would happen later on with that amsterdam fight that trip <laughs> which which actually I, that one that was 40 minutes of i don't know why it had to last 40 minutes i guess you can't <laughs> because you can't let them not get the last word and and it's just the only thing that would that would stop it would be time. Like it, it's got to end. Howard would have to say, "All right, all right, all right, enough, John, and goodbye, you, leave." And do you really believe that it ended there and didn't continue? Like no, it was in the hallway. Afterwards? It was in the hallway. <laughs> she was chasing him. You know, yeah. she was screaming and screeching at him, and he probably was throwing, throwing his hands up. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Okay. So let me let's uh, uh, play a little more, and then we'll uh, tap this one out. You know, you, you were saying this. I never said anything. Right. You know, you're too fake. Turn around. I, I, I know the other you one. have these feelings. I'll tell you exactly what I said. I know you have these feelings. No, that's BS. I really don't that's feel that That's the way that way. you rationalize it later I don't on. don't feel that yeah, That's way. the way you remember it because your mind convinces it. Uh, go back convince to yourself the video that's how it happened. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what you're doing with John anyway in the first place. Well, my theory is she's getting rid of John because now she's got Gorilla. Oh, oh. Yeah, and good luck. She's torturing him, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's commiserating about her. Robin hasn't learned from John and the others. Now she's she's on to Grillo. Yeah, like a like a some kind of predator. Right, exactly. Yeah, no just pun intended. Leave these young guys alone. Not just the guys, but leave these, you know, let leave them these be. Unpaid, leave these low paid schleps schlubs alone. Uh, absolutely. To, to feed um, her cats. I think so. I don't know what you do with John anyway in the first place. Well, my theory is she's getting rid of John because now she's got Gorilla. Oh, oh. Yeah, and good luck. She's torturing him, too. <laughs> right. oh, 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 no more than you. Oh, I heard about your cat letter. You know no what I have? I forgot to bring it in. What? I got to bring in the cat letter. Cat what letter? Cat letter? Oh, that little cat letter you gave the Gorilla and Gage about how to keep, uh, take oh, care of your cats. Oh, letter. Little letter. Howard, you, letter to you should see it. She's, she tells Gorilla and Gage to, to, to call them by their first names and, oh, and, and talk God. to them. I have it all in my house. <laughs> now it's not uncommon when someone leaves you to house sit or cat sit or dog sit whatever that they do give you directions they give you like you know a little something to say look don't open this it's broken you can't fix it afterwards or you know leave this alone it's not mine but, you know whatever that makes perfect sense but when you see the directions <laughs> you know this isn't made up shit well i I've utilized uh, dog sitters for years, and yeah. I would say, like, um, you know, walk him before you feed him or yeah. do this. But first of all, John, stuttering John kept saying, I thought he was saying litter, but it was letter. Yeah. She she left uh, Gorilla letters, litters. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's, she was out of her mind because they just showed a, uh, a screenshot of her, and she had those crazy eyes, those wild eyes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And the, and the yeah, I'm, yeah she, she he he's babysitting for he's dog sitting for ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> what is that accent? Of his? Where is he? From? Is, well, where is he he's, from? He he's from Long Island, the same Island uh, area well. that that Gary and Howard were from. But he's he's got a really um, uncultured sounding voice no and, and terrible vocabulary. So no kidding. I, I, 
If I would have known this was going to be the day, I would have brought it in. It was a cute little letter. It was a joke. It was a joke. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. She should go home in a straitjacket. What? She should go home in a straitjacket. Fine, fine. Well, you're going to lose a friend for life. No, he's already done that. You know what's funny about that letter? I had someone read it, and they said, wow, who the heck is this? They said, this person's a nut. I said, read the bottom of sign. And it was like, Robin wrote this? What was the letter saying? It was just like, don't forget to take care of the cats and feed them uh, this and, and talk to them and they know their names and, and, and I want you to at least spend 15 minutes talking to them. And oh, that's ridiculous. Make sure they're not lying. Yes, it did. I have... <laughs> they're, they're not lying. There's no way they're lying. Well, you know, the, the symphony of, of Robin's theme music, the cuckoo yeah. clock, oh, yes. uh, Grillo coming in, Stuttering John, that was... I, it's still funny today, even knowing that he's a psychopath or sociopath, oh, yes. rather, that Howard's oh, yeah. a sociopath. Yeah. He got rid of all those players, you know? Yeah. And, and somehow Marcy, Marcy told him that the reverse is better. It's better with you and Robin and forget everybody else. Well, for you and I said this last year, there was a time when Robin did the news and she would bounce things off of Howard and he would just go with it. In, mm-hmm. in the manner of Gilbert, that mm-hmm. was really good. Mm-hmm. So, so Marcy's operating on twenty-year-old information. Mm-hmm. You know, at least twenty-plus years. Oh, easily, yeah. And I, I've heard early, um, like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty-two, nineteen eighty-three shows, and there's, you know, it's there's band, obviously he still sounds like Kermit as he calls choking a cock, but. Um, <laughs> But it mean, but he had the benefit of youth and more energy at the time, so it it certainly was more lively than it is now. But when he decided it was going to go the route of, you know, everybody comes in, everybody's a member of the cast, everybody comes in. Doesn't matter if it's an intern who's you know slow faced uh, Bobby the intern or one eyed <laughs> Pete the intern, or you know like slow Freddie Fingers Bobby. the you know intern. <laughs> They all could come on, and that's what made the show so great. So to to whisper into his fucking ear and say, no, you're the star. And that would be like Seinfeld. The, the perfect analogy is always Seinfeld. That would be like saying, get rid of Julia Louis-Dreyfus, get rid of Jason Alexander and Michael Richards, and just have Jerry talking. Howard talks often about jumping the shark, and of course he he hired John Hine, who, who wrote that book. Um, but the interesting thing is... The phrase obviously came from the show Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Winkler was not supposed to be uh, a recurring character on Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three episodes, I think he was in like a tan jacket or a khaki jacket. But That's right. he made such an impression, you know, without saying a word or just maybe, I don't even know if he did the thumbs up at that point. Mm-hmm. But But the funny thing is that... <laughs> Howard's the opposite. Howard makes no impression, and everybody else around him, you know, emerge as the uh, as the stars. Obviously, we've talked about Artie being the most popular and and the person who everybody wanted to hear. Right. And it's just interesting that Howard talks about what shows and people and bands have jumped the shark when he jumped it, you know, decades ago. Yeah. Well, he. One sec. He he always uh, never he never understood that there there is such a thing as chemistry and i think it was either buckwald most likely buckwald who basically said fuck it you're the star you do anything you want 
Um, it doesn't really matter. The show will continue. And what Buckwald was basing that on was as the show got to a certain level, they could carry on without Jackie. Yes, with Benji, you could get another writer. The nucleus of the show is this and this. But that was just running on fumes. Like even when Artie came in, Artie was just like the donut in your car. When you're, you know, you know, when you pop a flat and you put on the fucking spare and you're really, you know, <laughs> this isn't a good year. It's not even a, you know, whatever, Gumo tire. It's shit. It, and not to say Artie was shit, but he was on the show when it was on the downslope. He got on right as it was tanking, like starting to tank. When you have to wonder if Buckwald really believed that about Howard. So, you know, look at NYPD Blue Mm -hmm. and look at MASH and Mm -hmm. and the clear stars left that show. Mm -hmm. Um, But they still carried on because they those those shows hired supporting actors and actresses Mm -hmm. uh, like B.J. Honeycutt and and with Cheers when Shelley Long left. So Mm -hmm. nobody is irreplaceable. And I wonder if Buckwald doesn't believe that or he was really just trying to blow smoke you know i i don't know because it would have been it would have been in buckwald's interest to have the show going for as long as they could especially it was his cash cow sure yeah but um i don't know and he certainly made the more the smarter moves you know between howard and buckwald it was because howard resisted going on putting the cameras in studio for years until he he stumbles into any idea that <laughs> you know that he's always you know like the idea of him deciding okay i'm going to get rid of everybody in the studio and i'm going to we want to make it like someone blowing gassing him up and blowing smoke up his ass saying we don't want to see benji anymore he's going to be off whatever okay so now there's less to look at in the video and there's less interaction because they're not directly with you and we know that you don't write your own jokes because Benji's an admitted joke writer. So what right. are you actually what you just because <laughs> if, if you put a paper bag over your head, we still know what you look like, Howard, <laughs> after all so many years. You know, it's and, not that simple. And he's tired. He's been tired. Robin's been sick now for a yeah. decade almost. Oh, yeah. And it was not the right. Uh, it wasn't the right decision, and it certainly was horrible timing yep. to uh, showcase just the two of, of them because mm-hmm. they're awful. Yeah, they're the weakest links. I mean, terrible. Uh, and, and when they would have these things now, more recently, anybody who's still listening to the show, when they had, would have Mehmet come in or Shuli, who's a hack, and he's always just been like a he's always been that. I don't know. It's like um, a Hollywood party where you invite the doorman in <laughs> and. And, uh, you know, like, because you just want to fill fill out the room a little more. And um, it, it, this this forced labored attempt to make it like it used to be when you have these paneling things go on. It's just so painfully uh, antiseptic almost. It It's yes, it's antiseptic. It's it's tired. It's yeah. forced. Uh, and by the way, Shuli reminds me of of like Jason's third cousin, you know, like as bad as Jason is and what a rat he is and just yeah. a tub of turd lard. Right. Shuli is, is just a rung below him. Oh God. He's in my worst. opinion. He's horrible. He's not funny. He's annoying. He's just a, he's, he's the he's worst kind stain. of colleague. Yeah. He's the worst person you'd want to have, you know, on your team at work. 
Oh, yeah. And I have not forgotten, guys, uh, some of you are asking about the Hurricane Sandy saga. And that, believe it or not, is going to be probably longer than the 15 Foundation saga because it's <laughs> so much cringe. And yet we will eventually get to it. I'm just not sure when, but it's in there. And, and surely that, that's when you really get to learn to hate him as a human being, uh, <laughs> if you didn't already. So let's continue. I kind of I kind of believe that I believe that she was not kidding and that she did expect Grillo to talk 15 minutes to, the, to each of the cats. Oh, Jesus. I've, I've, I've known people like this in my life. They, they actually believe, you know, their cats. Now, I have heard also people you say you talk to your plants, all that horse shit. Um, you know, why don't you talk to the TV and tell it how much you appreciate all the service it's given you over the years or whatever? <laughs> well, I mean, I, come I, on. I, I would talk to my dog and say, uh, you know, holding out a, a, a piece of steak, you know, do you want this? Yeah. You know, but I, I wouldn't have long conversations with him <laughs> about my problems. <laughs> he wouldn't, the dog wouldn't reply a little ba- a little more basil, please. Yeah. yeah. I could just, just a little bit more oregano and this would be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. She's I have- nuts. I, have my house. I was amazed. I felt like I was reading them. What's going on in that apartment? It was a joke, Howard. I had to leave them instructions as to how to, you know, what to do for the cats because they were watching my cats while right. I went away on vacation. And I, instead of just writing here, a cold letter. this, I made it a joke. A joke. I don't believe that. Remember, this is the NPD 101. It's a yeah. joke. I don't believe that either. I also like the, the sound effect of the horses whinnying in the background. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody you know, has to take care of Blaze. <laughs> isn't the point of having a cat, and I'm not a cat person, I'm right. a dog person, isn't the yeah. point of having a cat, you don't have to take care of it? Yeah, you really don't. You, you just, you don't, just no, you make sure food. the food is refilled and the water is refilled and yeah. you know, the, this change the litter. That's pretty much it. I had to cat sit for one guy, one guy's fucking and it wasn't even cats it was literally here's 10 bucks go in change stuff when i'm not there and you know take the tenor off the table boom okay <laughs> right that was it i've i've done that and i i haven't even seen the i never even saw the cats when i would you know change the uh the litter box and throw more of that dry crap food in the in the bowls i never saw same. them they were hiding same it was just to feed my hedgehog and my cats and i'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. don't you you don't mean feed the hedgehog to the cats do you okay Fair enough. Fucking letter. But me being the good employee, thinking, wow, if I don't talk to the cats, maybe they're going to oh, be upset. Did you talk to the cat? Did you talk to the cat? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, good cat. You know, he's probably afraid you had a camera on there to see how you treated the cat. No, I was afraid that if he screwed up, she'd go nuts on him. Oh, right, girl? Oh, be absolutely. honest. Be honest. Everyone's then, afraid she's going to go nuts. The funny thing is, I didn't the see the whole place is afraid she's going to go nuts. I didn't. I didn't see the letter there. <laughs> I didn't see the letter when I first came in, so I just figured I started looking in the cabinets and I saw all this like, you know, the, the cat food in the can. So I opened it up. There was four cats. I put four cans of cat food all over right. then i find the letter and all, like the two cats are eating all the cat <laughs> hold on guys bear with us food. i see the letter and it says do not give them canned cat food i was like oh man oh, oh, oh. i was fighting the cat for the food <laughs> i was i was like get away get away i was like, the cat's, like flipping out just throwing it out the window that would have been the end of it <laughs> oh man <laughs> jesus christ don't lady you know, it's funny that this this started out as um, a stuttering John Robin fight. Mm-hmm. You know, so this stuff is to me, it's gold. It oh, shows yes. her her complete craziness. Yeah. And now you have other people chiming in, and at least it gets the spotlight off of off of stuttering John. Well, yeah. the The thing is, okay, so guys, this is again ninety five, if I'm not mistaken, 
And um, so, again, she's cured. Right. That's the big joke the whole year. (laughs) Believe me, I found some clips as I was telling Deborah, I I went through them in 95 archive and just started isolating stuff around the book release time. And they could she could not get goofed on more on the other. On the other hand, it was like manna to her because she um, was getting, you know, attention. You have to be a narcissist to embrace that kind of negative attention on you and, and yes. just to have the spotlight on you good or bad she loved it but you know, also I, to, I would hide but also to release that book having all that awful <laughs> like not just let's forget about how awful it, how terribly it was written let's forget about how awful it makes the protagonist look yeah. meaning in this case robin and never, never, it, it, there's nothing in it that's, it's a reprehensible piece of literature, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I think she sees her name and her picture, and yeah. she doesn't give it any thought what's inside, that it's just pablum inside. Yeah. And Judith Regan, especially, I, I mean, to have your name associated with a book that horrible and that horrific, uh, I, I guess Judith's just a big, just be, as big a hooker as anybody else. Well, Judith was given her own imprint from, yes. I think it was, uh, was it Random House? I believe so. Um, and I I think she, she probably at the time was just capitalizing on the popularity because, you know, Betty Thomas um, separated herself pretty quickly from Howard uh, as the uh, the director of Private Parts. Um, In what Mary way? Mc- uh, she never went on the show. Okay. Um, she never called in the way Mary McCormick called in all the time. All the time, she, yeah. She, she came in and, you know, kind of a mid-rate, middling actress. Yeah. Um, but Howard would, would talk reverently about Betty Thomas, but not a phone call, not an mm-hmm. appearance, nothing. Uh, well. Well, I mean, the the return, and uh, I know people will bitch and moan, and they'll get all kinds of like, oh, it made money. Guys, it did not make money. It lost money because you base it on the theatrical run. You don't go, well, it made its money back on video. Studios don't want to hear that shit. They don't have to shove crap in boxes and say, okay, we're selling this now any way we can to get it in the fucking black. Uh, and and in, in the perception Trump's reality, so even if it did make its money back eventually, they don't want that. They want hit. Every studio wants a hit out of the gate. Plus, they were so dopey. I went to the private parts premiere because I worked for a cable uh, company, and we were given comp tickets uh, from HBO. So all the rabid fans got in for free. Yeah. <laughs> Howard wasn't at the premiere. There were, um, I think, uh, I think Gary was there. But so i wasn't going to pay to watch it again it was fine to go into the city and watch it for free with my co-workers and friends but i yeah. wouldn't pay for that crap and i was a you know, hardcore yeah well so this so i should ask you what what was uh, the biggest what was your biggest um complaint about the film um other than the fact that it was I, well, science fiction I, <laughs> I was surprised by uh gary just being in uh the scenes where he was trying to get women to take their tops off or to show their breasts so there was no mention really no reference of gary Mm -hmm. um i didn't think that it was going to be about howard's relationship with his wife which was over by the time (laughs) yeah came out (laughs) exactly uh it was really like a um i hate this phrase but it was like a non-starter i kept waiting for the big thing to happen and it just didn't happen yeah it just ended with him and his 
and uh, and Mary McCormick in the in the airport with his one of the two of the girls, and that was it. Well, yeah. they said it, they said it cost twenty eight million. Did you see that twenty eight million on the screen ever? Um, I, I I'm surprised it made twenty eight million. I, no, no, I that be, that was the cost. Oh, oh, that was the cost. No, it was totally low. It was totally low brow. Yeah, was, I, I mean, F- Fred's wife was in it. She played one of the operators at NBC. Allison played one of the operators at NBC. That was right. You know, they got Paul Giamatti. Uh, the guy must have just been on the cusp of of uh, breaking through because yeah he was he, he soared, um, but no I'm trying to think of the other actors who who were in it there was no name actors not really um yeah, Allison Janney was in it oh but, yeah right Allison Janney and and then Edie um, Falco Kelly... was in it yes Edie Falco was in it this was four years before The Sopranos or two years before The Sopranos yeah just about yeah and she um I think Kelly Bishop may have been in it she may i think she played his mother she was from on gilmore girls and yeah um, people that eventually would become something yes, they, would, yes. they would they would eclipse the star <laughs> nobody was anything that allison probably did as a favor to someone yeah yeah and, and never mentioned we're not even going to bother the me tooing he was doing to mary mccormick by his own admission that uh <laughs> god i mean that if you if you admit it like this is the thing that's something that um, because she's not complaining because, and I, I, there was scuttlebutt over the years that she fucked him to get the part and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's, it's, it's been rampant in Hollywood since the dawn of time. Well, she's, she's fairly talentless. Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me either mm-hmm. um, because she, it wasn't like she, she was a decent actor who just needed a break. Anything I saw her in that stupid major crimes or whatever crap show she was on USA and she was just as wooden and sterile yeah. as ever just with a, a facelift <laughs> you know so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she she gave him some favors I, I remember I remember the story about uh, there's a story about Sharon Stone like because she was just famous for doing like shitty TV movies and whatever <laughs> you know um, <laughs> her agency like fired her basically like they got rid of her at one point <laughs> and her ex-agent said if she can get in your room she'll close the deal <laughs> <laughs> you know which is very Marilyn-ish and that's what she wanted to be that gen- her generation's Marilyn but I digress we'll get more into this guys well, I'm sorry we get these little tangents the last time all right I so, good, a- so the point is uh, the point is well, you I- and Robin are not getting along now I understand we get along fine if I need something I talk to John yeah. but I I don't have anything else to do. Well, there you go. These personalities. <laughs> this is not 10 minutes later, Fillmore, that she's saying we get along fine. If I need something, I ask him. She was she was fuming just yeah. 10 minutes ago. Yes. Saying, I don't know why they want me to sign to a card to someone who hates me. Yes. The they, whoever they are. Right. And, and she was had the crazy eyes flashing and such. Oh, and now she's fine. Jesus, yeah, exactly. There was so much Robin, uh, like just so much Robin material from 1995 because of the book. But then uh, I, I think it's essentially because of the book. And it's it's during uh, I'm going to send you the clip if I have it already. And, and if you blink, you'll miss it. But at one point they're talking about her book and he says he blurts out, I got a meeting with Ratso. The only reason to meet Ratso was to get his new book out stat and guarantee and i guarantee that that was only done 
to, and we said it before, I'm sorry, guys, repetition. The, the only reason for that book was to put Robin in her place. You know, it's one thing for, for these two bookended NPDs to come together and forge a career, but it's another to think that, that they're stabbing each other, too. Oh, yes. That's really scary. Well, yes, I've wondered often and I've wanted to ask Bob about the um, and I have I have tried to in the past to try to uh, work, work around how two people with NPD could work together if the whole design of their personality is meant to suck all the attention out of the room from anybody, anybody else. So how could it would be like two North magnets, right, repelling each other, you'd think. Well, I would guess and I'm sure I'm. I'm either 50% right or wrong, is that it's because she's an extrovert and he's an introvert, a covert yes, and covert. covert. That, that's yeah. the only way that, that those two forces could uh, could work. I guess. I, but but also because they recognize that each one is uh, integra- integral to their, um, uh, sorry, integral, integral, <laughs> integral to their, all of a sudden I'm fucking 79, uh, that each one is integral to their continued success. But I don't need, do you think they gave that much thought? Uh, no, no, it would be subconsciously. It would be okay, like, I need yeah. this guy. He needs me. I need this. I need this broad. I'm going to, you know, I, I can't make these OJ jokes unless I have a black woman or a black person in the studio working with me. Oh, yeah, that was. And then, you know, his way of disarming her was to uh, call her beautiful and talk about her breasts and, yep. uh, you know, Song how parodies. sexy she was. Yes. And she she ate that shit up. Yes, she did. And yeah, so I mean, but but when there was an occasion like this to poke at her, it always had to be couched in a kind of joking way, but it had to be done. Like there was no he, way they were not going to go after her for stuff like this. He went after her for everything that he could. The yes. apartment, the uh, the big portrait, yep. the self-portrait in her hallway <laughs> in the apartment in the city. Yeah, the horse. <laughs> the horse, Blaze, the yeah. cats, uh, you know, the jogging, uh, the car racing, oh, yeah. uh, flying out to California, the blood the uh, ev- the green drinks, Doctor Ronnie, every Everything. single thing about Ronnie, the the, the uh, about Robin, the fake molestation, you name it, she, yeah. it was right for for him. <laughs> Robin and is wrong. A- com. <laughs> that's the, that's so good, and and the um, uh, because she's such a overt narcissist, she enjoyed that kind of attention. That's exactly right. So here we go, guys. More with the more of the ugliness. The uh, conflicts occur at the workplace. Not it with just me. seemed to occur. Okay, you <laughs> not with me. See, with not with us. See, I'm out of your no life. Problem. No problem. Well, see, see what I'm saying? It's like so. So if you have if we have a conflict, you're out of my life. No problem. Okay. <laughs> so there's the discard, guys. It's all there in the blueprint. You're what happened to the mediator, Robin? Try talking to John to Robin. only have him turn to me and say, I don't like you. I don't want to have no, anything. I to said do I don't like you I after you told me that, 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 that the you up the air is phony. How could you like somebody that's phony? Look, uh, two days after this incident uh-huh. occurred, I went to John and I said, John, I'm really hurt that I hurt you. But how can I believe that? <laughs> I'm really hurt that I hurt you. <laughs> I, I, I'm hurt that I'm such a horrible person yeah and, and again she, now now they're they're back to the john um issue and the john uh argument i mean she her moods are just swing like swing wildly yes and so uh, the 
I guess I was someone who was I privately asked me about the uh, what's his name, Mister X, Tony. Yes. And uh, what was the situation like? What kind of relationship do you think they would have had? And I think I said, I think Robin is one of those people. Robin is, is one of those women who. Um, in this case talks a good game, but at the end of the day, just wants to be told what to do by someone and, and have someone else make the decision. So if someone else decides for her and it turns out bad, well, she can bitch and moan about it. But I think that guy absolutely had the, he wore the pants and he told her what for, and he wouldn't take her shit. And that's what she wanted. That's what she needed with her. It's bluster. I'm independent. I'm this, but no, she isn't. Well, we were just talking about Paul Giamatti, and yep. he plays a character in the Showtime program Billions. Okay. And he's the high-powered uh, DA for the Southern District of New York, similar okay. to Elliot Spitzer, and he makes all the shots. He, he's hard-charging, and mm-hmm. he goes to see um, uh, to some uh, sadist at night, and she makes him strip down. And she beats him and she calls him a piece of shit okay. and she urinates on him and he needs that. He needs to be uh, controlled and dominated. dominated. And that's his, that's his dirty secret. Uh-huh. One of his dirty secrets on the show. So there is a lot, there are a lot of people like that who, who just want to be tied up at the end of the day. And well, in yeah. that case, in that case, wouldn't the psychology be, well, he's paying for it. So it's still him controlling his own domination. I think she almost went number two on him once i can't i can't imagine you know wanting that but (laughs) thank you thank you for telling me not to watch that show (laughs) otherwise i recommend it okay that's off the air it's fine listen she apologized to you do it on the air do it on the air robin to me she made it on the air howard do what on the air do it on the air on the air is the real robin do it on the air do what apologize to me on the air robin no off the air you when howard can't hear you right do it on the air come on i want to hear the real robin that's is that that's was it you that mentioned was Bowie said to howard one time fire me on the air Yes, I I had said that to you in and, the previous and, recording. Yes, and uh, Howard refused, and he said, "Don't put me in that position, Gary. Don't don't force me. Don't do that. I do everything on the air." And I think he may have at some point hit the button and said, "You know, you're fired." But of course, it was more fodder for the rest of the show. Yeah, but you know, uh, Gary's sitting here. He's looking a little bit uncomfortable. Gorilla's saying nothing. Yeah. Um, poor John is really wearing his heart out and robin is just laughing maniacally oh yeah and, and so, protesting what was it she complained one time about they always use that they, you know there's always the photo of me with my mouth open well you're, it always is open yeah when is it not it's just that wild just that like a maniacal yeah very maniacal right god and it's a leopard um, <laughs> her pet lizard said if any bugs fly into your mouth can i have them <laughs> she does she looks like a lizard or a leopard or a something I, I mean, it's a hyena really but I, I, and it's most apt the thing is with her also um we've talked about this and we'll, we'll continue to talk ad nauseum about how any attention is good attention but in this case again also reminder from the first half if she's laughing it's she's uncomfortable if she's laughing, it's it could be the laugh means a lot of things. It could mean something is really funny, but there's a different kind of laugh. So there's variations of the laugh. Yes, she's using um, 
she uses her laughter for all for all situations and you have to be able to determine yes. you know, is this the nervous laughter is this the hysterical right. laughter is this is the this uncomfortable the, is this the i right. don't want to confront laughter right is, is this, this the defensive oh, laughter defensive laughter right exactly i'm being attacked i got to do this because there are the times that she doesn't laugh and she will of course walk out she's done it a couple times and most notably was the cleveland book signing which at one point we have to go through one of my favorite parts of that is how she keeps saying, John, I'm just tired. If you're tired, why are you standing in the in the office as opposed to sitting in your cubicle? And didn't she like fly home and she went to Broadway the night before? Like she went to she always goes to plays and stuff. As soon as she comes home, she gets off the plane and she goes to see a show or or goes to dinner and stuff. And so if you're that tired from a book promotion, go to your apartment, take a bath, go to bed early. Yeah, luxuriate. Yeah, <laughs> they're full of shit, and it, it must it must be that that's the, that's the one thing I'm so tired. She got that from Howard. Like oh, he, he's, he, you know, six a.m. He's tired until ten fifty nine a.m. And yeah. it, that was what it was like five days a week when he was on the air back then. Right. Yeah, and I mean, yes, to be and to his credit, there was a time, especially movie time, like from nineteen ninety five to nineteen. 98 i would say yeah there was absolutely a reason for him to be tired uh, but after that i don't know why well you know that's all he had to do you know mm-hmm. so i i know there's someone in my family who uh is very was very successful and i said he should have been successful his wife did everything for him raised mm-hmm. the kids did the dry cleaning the cooking everything all he had to do was get up shave go to work and make some good decisions and yes. he better have been successful. So I really don't, I used to feel bad for Howard having to get up so early, but I, that's <sighs> long gone. God, if you'd known what he was making, you would not have felt one bit sorry for him because I mean, Christ, I was, there's one, there's one clip. I can't remember which one, but uh, he was giving John shit. I think Bob and I will cover this one. He was telling job. Telling Bob, sorry, I fucked up. Uh, He was telling John, when I was at NBC, I had to borrow money from my father to get a car. Oh, that that, that Plymouth Valley. He was making 200,000 a year. He's full of that. (laughs) Unreal. Unfucking believable gaslighting. That's when he announced to Howard that he wanted to have nothing for Because I don't believe her off the air. She just told me it's all phony off the air. I'm supposed to believe her apology off the air? I don't care. Of course, because... I can care less. Be open-minded for a second. I'm being open-minded. This is retarded. I've never heard such nonsense. Howard, listen, listen. Off the air. OJ is running around free, and I'm listening to this. No, Howard, off the air, she tells me that everything off the air is phony. Then she apologizes. Am I supposed to believe that? Come on. Listen, let me tell you something. I mean, they were all nuts. If you feel Robin is abusive to you. No, I think Robin just. When you feel Robin okay. is abusive to you, you're right. You shouldn't have anything to do with her. That's Okay, so Howard being strangely the voice of reason. Yeah, I, I, that, that is an odd comment coming from him. Yes. Considering. He needs, he needs his people to abuse. Well, considering Allison said that to him just a couple years later. On That's that right. Call, you know, about being abusive to her. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's uh, he he. We've said it before. He's a, he's a good conductor. Yep. Um, Jesus. Because I mean, like, if a whole minute goes by and you don't hear from him, obviously this is a person that understands a little bit about how there has to be an ebb and flow in the show. Now you take that away and you just make it him, and it's this cult of personality. Who gives a shit? 
Well, and he's not. He's not interesting. No, he's not. He's he's he doesn't read. He doesn't listen to music. He watches no. stupid ass TV shows. He doesn't play um, music. He's got guitars all he? over the yeah, wall, right. <laughs> like like Crazy High's fucking uh, vintage axe shop. Yeah, and he's got um, he's. Oh, you know, he's a dilettante with his hobbies. We, you know, we've detailed all the oh, hobbies yeah. that he's been through. Oh, yeah. And um, so what is there to talk about? Not much. From him. Not much. It's 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 a, it's a little astounding. But so yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. He had the money. He could have been a jet setter during his vacation oh. times. He could have taken Allison to everywhere on his on, you know, and had the best of everything and talked all about it. He didn't. I mean, just just that insular. I mean, if he's Howard Hughes now, what was he like then? Yeah, and nobody would have begrudged him if he no. went on those trips with Allison or if he talked about what he did the night before or the day before, because that's what we wanted to hear from him, because he was such a uh, a guy that at, at some point, a lot of us, when I say us, I mean the people who I grew up with, could mm-hmm. relate to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he, he's just stopped. He He stopped everything. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it's a, it's it's a shame because I mean the show really could have been much better for much longer had he just stayed the course. It's absolutely the case. It's not a necessary function of the show yeah. to have you two get along. Well, when push comes to shove, I'll shove you out before. Right? I, of course, <laughs> you know, but I, I would never. It doesn't matter to me. I could care matter. less. Robert doesn't have a problem with anybody. So for your paperback, could you make an appendix where you list all the people you don't have a problem with? There are so many people that you have problems with. How could you say you don't have a problem what with anybody? Who does she have a problem with? with um, a a whole list of ex-interns. Oh. Well, that's the old one. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. When would this happen today? I'm watching Gary because we're watching the video of this from the e-show. And yeah. the look on Gary's face is, is, is what he said. Who didn't she have a problem with? She had a problem, yeah. with, she had a problem with Howard. Well, she okay. would talk to him. Okay, so there's in in, in what, what you know. Let's if we want to go into that. Gary, Gary's referencing her fucking book, her you know her Asimov, her turn at doing science fiction, and okay, she's got a problem with the teacher who had a problem with her because she was cousins with someone you know her older cousin. She had added in for her. She had a problem with her mother, her father, uh, clearly her brother because he you know he his house foreclosed and he she didn't give a shit about it, and we never heard you know that she. Uh, helped him on the side she had a problem with her bosses every time she had a problem with howard um she had a problem with let's see every guy she was seeing Everyone she had a problem with her psycho she had a problem with her psychiatrist because she <laughs> wanted her to stay longer <laughs> She had a problem with her little sister. <laughs> <laughs> and the little sister's mother, she had a problem with her too. Limo drivers who would actually who would actively avoid her call so someone else would have to pick her up. I mean, this is a person that has oh, and and if you do I do actually recommend reading her book if only but if only to um explain fully the blueprint of why we hate her. You know, and and the idea that someone could release such a piece of shit, making themselves out to be a piece, piece of shit and going on book signings and smiling beatifically, like, oh, thank you for buying the book. It's it's a study in narcissism, but it's also a study in extreme, like <laughs> extremely um, uh, extreme stupidity. Well, you know, she's a very distasteful person. She's yes. a disagreeable person. She's she tried that 
hard scrabble roots, you know, like Carol Burnett had. Um, but, but Robin didn't have them. No. And I think that people, certainly now, people just see through that kind of stuff. You, do you mean like she was trying to make it as if she came from nothing? And oh, you know, absolutely. She, but it uh, said my, in the in the in the book, I think it's a middle class Baltimore, and she had mostly whites and like Jews and other white people uh, in the neighborhood where she lived at the time. Well, I mean, Baltimore has always had they've had racial tensions. They've oh, had sure. tensions with um, uh, with Jews and blacks. Certainly, um, I I think that's probably Robin's ego. She's not going to say lower middle class Baltimore. Her parents were working class, so working class, yeah. Yeah. So, um I, I I'm not really buying that. Yeah. And it, if uh, it's funny you mentioned Carol Burnett because this her her story really is fascinating with her grandmother. Fa- the grandmother and the fact that a benefactor who she promised to never name gave her enough money to fly across country to New York to uh, go to school. Yeah, to oh, audition. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's and, incredible. Uh, and if you guys want, you want some fun. There's a great interview of Dick Cavett with Lucille Ball and, and Carol Lucy, and Carol and Lucy Arnaz. And Lucy Arnaz, yes. And who's uh, also a little stunning little vixen at the time. And um, it was funny because it was one of the best interactions I've ever seen between two legends. And Carol and Lucy, I believe, shared the same birthday. And they, I, I actually don't know if they share, share the same birthday. No, maybe not. But the story was that um, Carol sent, uh, Lucy sent uh, Carol flowers on her birthday every year. And then the day she died was on her birthday. And after she found out, and then the flowers arrived immediately after she found out from Lucy. She, Lucy had a standing order uh, to send flowers to Carol. Yes. And, um, that was a pretty fascinating interview. People, uh, listeners can can find it on YouTube. Yep, on Dick Cavett. Um, I remember Lucy Arnaz seemed a little bit surprised that um, how close her mother was with Carol. I think that might have been Lucy was like sixteen at the time. Lucy Arnaz? No, she a little bit older than that. I think she okay. probably twenty. Probably twenty, I would say, because okay. because it would have been the time of the um, that not Life with Lucy, the the second the Lucy show. show. The Lucy yeah. show? Yeah. I think it's the second or third. I think she might have had four incarnations of the show. Either way, the first three were successful. That was the 70s one, obviously, where, you know, it was more sh- slapsticky than anything. Right. Um, but, um, yeah. And uh, it was a great interview because Carol just destroys the room at one point. <laughs> when they start talking about names and he, they, uh, you know, ask, what's your middle name? And he goes, uh, it's... Uh, what was like it? Uh, Alvin or something? Alvin or no? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, Alvi or something like yeah, that. Something I can't like remember. that. And he's just, he's, "What's wrong with that?" And Carol just blurts out, "It's terrible." <laughs> <laughs> and didn't didn't um, Dick ask Carol if she got hit on by Hollywood producers or directors? And um, uh, he expressed surprise that she said no, because prior to that, uh, Carol had said to Dick, "Oh, I passed you once in the city, in New York City, on the streets." And Dick said, did I say hi? And Carol said, no. So she referenced saying, well, you know, I passed you. You didn't try to hit on me. Yeah. Well, she's and, and if and anybody wants a more recent interview, check out George Strombolopoulos or House of Strombo. There's a couple of web channels. He's a Toronto kid. And he uh, interviewed her on his show. And it was fantastic. She, she's you know older, but hasn't lost a, a single bit of the funny. Um, and I love Carol Burnett. I loved her growing up. It was just for that show was just un, unbelievable. Great show. Yeah, you know never get that again. 
from? You know what, Gary? That's the just old get Robin. with the program today. Today, today, today. today. <laughs> what is your problem today? Who do I have a problem with today? John. No, I don't. John has a problem with me. She's been nice to All John. Right. It's John's fault, not mine. Well, and, and of course, now she's getting angry. She's yeah. getting that look on her face, and she's getting yeah. that that sh that shrill tone of voice, the same way oh, yeah. she she yelled at Ganji, and she said, "I told you, I didn't want to talk about it. Now get out." That's yes. going to come soon. You know. Oh, yes. Look, what did I say? Gary can't even hear me. I said I went to John two days after he blew up right. to try to apologize to him. And, Robin, and I heard Gary that. Now says I have a no, problem. I heard that. I just is the on air, Gary. Just kidding around. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's the point, Robin. Why couldn't you apologize to the on air, Robin? Oh come uh, Why on. should she apologize come to you? On. Because because if she's gonna, be, you know. Be that's that the show, though. I know. Well, that's, that's why did you apologize to Ralph? And I've only been when? doing this on for the show when you years. woke him up. I did. No, off the, the air. No. <laughs> Gorilla leaves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to leave the scene of the crime? Absolutely. She's she's just gesturing wildly, and she's uh, she's like pounding the desk for emphasis and, and trying to um, shout them down. By the way, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a standard Howard thing too. Anytime there's some guest, pot them down, shout over them. That's how you win your argument. No, well, roll the e tape. Sorry. I'm sorry. There's no chemistry going on. No one's aware, rather. So Robin's really angry. Howard's mm -hmm. laughing. Gary's a little nervous. And John still demands an apology. So nobody's in sync with each other at no. all in this studio. I said, listen. You're right. If, 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 on the E show. It's, it's only, I said, listen. If, 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 I don't watch the E show. If, 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 if I upset it. Ralph. I, I, all right, listen. I'm I've had enough of this. Get out of here. I, I could care less. Well, you I really could care in. less. All right. Well, you brought me in. I don't care. I didn't know it was such a heavy thing. For goodness sake. I hate when people make that mistake. I could. Care I was going to say. I was just thinking. Robin said it before. Howard just said it now. You you could not care less. That's that's right. Morons don't even know basic phrases. There's that, and when people type "would of," uh, of it's like no, it's have would have. I, I, I should swear. Have. To, I swear to God, I have a cousin yeah. who you know, if not for my sister, she never would have graduated high school, um, <laughs> because she my my sister wrote all her fucking reports for her, and. Um, and, and so when I see that, I, I cringe and I have to actually fight the urge to correct it, uh, not because I'm some kind of mad genius, but because it's so basic and no one ever corrected them. I'm like, what happens if I would? What happens if I did? <laughs> what kind of shit would I be in for? M Mrs. Millar, seventh grade English, you know, sound it out sound it out and we would have to sound out the words <laughs> and the phrases i still remember would have is be am are was were been being you had to conjugate the verb wonderful jesus I could have used her <laughs> don't end it, do it <laughs> so you want more <laughs> Say a couple yeah. of things. The reason we've had those great shows where we reveal that Ganji is broken up yes. with his girlfriend. You get the, the information. No, I get the information. And then you give it to me. And you have been. Oh. And you've been. See, but 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 there were there was a time that you were very honest and with and and didn't go on the air. Oh, listen to me, John. My advice to you. I'm just going to give advice. You don't have to take it. You, Robin, you don't have to take it. John, my advice to you. You uh, have to evaluate each person. Decide the level of the level of intimacy you want to have with them. This is surprisingly like from Howard, actually yeah. level-headed and correct. But he is right. I mean, he, it, yeah, he's he is on target. Um, I was just thinking about how I guess John didn't learn his lesson because he confided in Robin. What twelve years later about the Tonight Show gig? Yeah, and uh, she spilled 
she she screwed him. She didn't spill anything, but she screwed him. On well, the she she screwed him on the air. Yeah, not after the fact, but not uh, right. not before. But and uh, I was actually amazed, really amazed that that secret didn't get to Howard by her in that in that time because he told Artie. Artie didn't say a word because Artie's a loyal person and he's trustworthy. Uh, I mean, in terms of certain things obviously you can't trust him not to stay clean you can't trust, trust him to stay clean apparently <laughs> uh, unless he you know there's a threat of jail and um with robin though i can't believe she wouldn't have gone straight to howard immediately well I, do we know the timing of that like when john discussed it with robin and then when 2000 it came out of the air? early 2004 no, late 2003 I, I meant to say, I apologize, I meant to say the, the, the time frame from when John told Robin to when it came out on the air when John told Howard. Oh, he told him two weeks before he was leaving, uh, before like he, he put in his notice and he had the job in his hand. It, is it? Do you think it's possible that Robin told Howard and then um, Howard just kept all of his anger bottled up and just unleashed it? No, not, ch- not a chance. No, I believe Howard was absolutely the last to know because on purpose, I think like because Chiasano had to know because he dealt with John generally about anything. So he had to hand his notice into Chiasano. Chiasano would have then told Howard. So it's interesting that Howard didn't get mad at Robin or, or Chiasano or Artie. telling him. Yeah, right, right. He didn't get mad at any of them. I think in his in the back of his mind, he was. But ultimately, it, he decided, well, like, I think it, he, he thought the real betrayal, the big kahuna, the big cheese betrayal was John leaving and made it about Leno. But it was about John. Yeah, I mean, he made it about Leno, but he also threw in some digs to John. But oh, certainly. And yes, at the end, he uh, was conciliatory. But yeah, he was so angry. God. Yeah. And he was vicious. And if I were John, like I, I give John full credit for sitting there and taking it. But uh, and he did give it back a little bit. And at one point when he mentions to Robin, like, you know, you I, you were there. I told you she gets she flies into the rage you see just a few minutes ago that, you know, don't you dare like bust me for don't you be, bring honesty into this. don't confuse facts with fiction exactly so let's keep going let's ask let's see what uh freud uh freud stern has to say and then uh, that's that (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't be so obsessed uh don't be a groupie is what i'm saying well it's not being a group okay okay. my advice to robin don't talk to john i uh, you uh, that's what i'm doing and uh, stop writing the letters to your cats. That's it. <laughs> all of it. Stop it. I was writing a funny letter. I'm sorry. It was, no. again, you again, can't you were joke me- with these <laughs> wackos around Well, why? But see, the reason why you can't joke is because everyone's afraid if they dare screw up, you're going to rip them a new a-hole. And it's happened. You- right. In the last... Howard, I... Ooh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, the guy's pretty courageous for saying yes. all this shit that, that we all, all the listeners thought about and knew. You know? John had balls, and I'm sure he was as big a drinker as he is now. Uh, but uh, this is sober, you know, balls. Yeah, yeah. And I- I'm still laughing at at Fred with the typewriting typewriter in the background and the old yeah. theme song. And Robin just she never got angry at Fred for playing all those crazy sound effects that made her sound like a lunatic that she is. Well, yeah. And the other thing is, I wonder how much John felt he was undroppable because of his interviews and because of how many, because of, you know, being such a target um, that he felt 
the the balls to to ask this to say this i think it was always if he was under howard's protection like if howard loved him if howard thought he was so valuable he could say whatever he liked to robin you know i think if uh i think the only person who has had that and has it is jd you remember howard just howard would refer, refer to jd as the son he never had and he, he was like i love this kid i just love him and um won't, won't pay him but oh of course not oh he shows his love different ways but nobody would nobody would dare cross howard after john after artie i'm sorry after jackie no one really mm-hmm. crossed howard yeah, and, and and sporadically during the Artie years, but uh, Artie would be more passive aggressive by just just not showing up, and you know, doing certain things, sleeping on the air. Which, I mean, drug addiction or not, I'm sure that that, that was passive aggressively Artie saying "fuck you" and "fuck this show." I don't care. You're not going to fire me anyway. Well, and and imagine, you know, Artie uh, spiraling like that, seeing Howard not caring, not helping, not addressing it. Just making and, his habit worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and being uh, even more depressed, working for like a, a soulless asshole. Yeah, just and having Gary make more than him and um, oh. <laughs> all of that stuff. I, I mean, I'm I'm like about to shoot up heroin right now, thinking about all that. You know, <laughs> let's keep you off the needle. I took care of the cats. I was giving the cats that spring water. I have seen no evidence of Robin ripping anyone a new a hole in the last six months. I have not. I have not. Well, have I you? Robert's I, got a point. She's got true. a point. She, I, I have not seen thing. evidence. I have actually, I'm no, not totally well, convinced, but I am convinced. Ask Grillo if that's the truth. I don't know. Yeah, you know are bring Grillo in here, and then we'll see if that's the truth. Robin, yeah. should we? Do whatever you will. <laughs> Do whatever you will. I have. Okay, look down. The computer's no oh, longer. Yeah. It's not there yet, but it's it will there be. Yet. Yeah, the but she's looking mic. down. You know, Howard is just such an idiot because, you know, who's the last person in any organization to know what's going on? The boss. Yep. Right. So, Howard, I haven't seen any evidence since it last six months. You're never going to see it. The boss never sees the people who fuck up and goof off and, uh, you know, time their email so they're sent out at 515. Yes. Whenever, you know, he, he's just so clueless. Well, willfully clueless, except yeah. when he wants to know. Oh, then he knows everything, and then that's he correct. That's correct. What's that expression? He loves knowing. <laughs> I've seen no evidence that you have ripped anyone a new a hole. I really have not. I'd be the she first. She does one not to beat the... them where the bruises show. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> that's great. And I the Perry it. Mason music is now coming out. Absolutely. <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't. You know, in the past six months, no, Robin has not ripped me in a hole. Okay, I, so there I, it is. Honestly, it's it's, it's honest. She, she does at times get a little testy, and, and it seems like it's going to. She's gonna, keeping oh, a job now. This is not right. Testy, fine. No, but no, no, no. People get testy. But me. People, but wait, wait, wait. People. Me. Oh my God, <laughs> she is. This, this, this is Robin. This is, do you, do you are you are you like me because this is the same year as the Sally Jesse the Sally Jesse Raphael appearance? Yeah. Do you, you you can't not see that after you've seen it? it no, you now I hear it, it. No, the, the, it's the, that strident shriek is uh, just etched in my head, and I'm looking at her with that mouth wide open and that piranha looking teeth and the <laughs> hands like praying mantis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's disturbing. It is disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, 
I'm tired of it. I am really tired of my testiness being blown out of proportion. Am I blowing it out of proportion? Did I blow it out of proportion? Did I blow it out of proportion? Did I blow it out of proportion? All bosses, all bosses, all bosses get testy. Okay, that's not a problem. Wait, Ralph, come in here, Ralph. Get in here. Ralph's got a good Robin story. Get out of here. I didn't invite you into this. She was yelling at Ralph two days ago. Okay, now, he, he, this, is the, this is the interesting part. Howard is fully aware that she's about to fucking blow. And he, <laughs> he, he's seen it a thousand times. So that's why he's like, get the fuck out. Well, you know, I kind of think that he, he wants her to blow. I think that he gets off on, uh, on that. But he has to make it, but he does have to make it. And for all I know, he just sent a little message to, to Ralph to come in. Uh, because he gets all the things on his board there and the, whatever system they were using at the time. And um, he's, but he has to make, he has to, it's a good cop, bad cop. He wants him to come in, but he wants oh, gosh, to, yep. he wants to be like, you're going to get shit for me. Get the fuck out of here. I'm right. on your, I'm your, Robin, look at me. I'm doing, I'm on your side. Right, right. But not really. <laughs> this is great. Get right, out of here. Well, there you go. I can't stand his face. <laughs> You know why you're getting yelled at? Testy, but I, I could a, do the same thing, and it's it's all terrible. It's it's Robin going. Why am I testy with you? You know exactly why. No, I know. Because you sit in that apartment of yours, and you come up with stuff the day before, when people give you two weeks to think of things. That's a whole nother issue I got with what him. What do you yeah, have to do with anything? Get out. Get out. But you know, you can do that. It's no big deal. His fucking stylist, <laughs> who looks like he just got rode like- rode up hard. <laughs> it, it's it's. Uh, he looks like Spicoli. Someone wants us to do an origin of Ralph thing, and I'm like, okay, we. I don't know that I have archives that go that far back, but um, we have, you know, we have stories. We have like being recounted and what have you. But the the real <laughs> you need visuals for Ralph stuff. Did I? Did I? Talk about that I, I met Ralph. Yeah, I don't think so. Not yet. Not on, on any any show we've recorded okay. yet. It's it's not such a scintillating story. So, I'll, but I'll save it for another time. But you did say he was cool to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I just don't, I don't get that relationship. Yeah, he was fine. But uh, I do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Robin is you know. Oh boy. Can I just it. say something about Robin? <laughs> Uh, remember, uh, let, let me just say something. I, uh, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you won't leave. You're, you're, you will not leave. Let me, you know let what? Me, I was going to defend her, but screw it. <laughs> they told you to leave. I don't need defending. No, he, he's the last one to defend. She can defend herself. I was going to defend her, but screw it. <laughs> screw her. All right, listen. You know what? I had so many things to do today. Right, listen, and and you're ruining my show. I didn't ask to do this. I, you know what? I don't even care. Goodbye. Don't sign. Don't sign any cards, please. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I, I never saw. I asked to bring us up on the air. I didn't ask. Right. <laughs> His mayor makeup wardrobe styled by Ralph. <laughs> Style, but right. And and when Ralph came walking in, it said Howard's stylist under under his uh, picture. But yeah, Jesus, God. unbelievable. All right, take off your headphones okay. and leave the room. Thank you. <laughs> I got to get back to my show. Well, this has been a pleasure. And leave her alone. I'm fine. And don't talk to each other. <laughs> what a nightmare that was. <laughs> You're not kidding, OJ. <laughs>
So uh, that's that's the full thing, guys. Uh, any closing thoughts on that particular segment, my dear? Uh, yeah, Robin uh, was nuts, and Robin is nuts. And um, as you said, uh, I would recommend everybody trying to go to the discount rack and get her book. Oh yes, and read it because um, if if people are skeptical or they they just don't know enough about her earlier years, read that book and you'll you'll understand a whole lot better. Yeah. We had so many people, even on the YouTube channel, I think one of the worst, I guess, liked episodes of ours is the uh, Sally, the aforementioned Sally on uh, <laughs> Sally appearance that Robin did. And it's mostly just sycophants just will not hear anything bad about Queen Robin, but there are not too many of those left. And, and the fact is, I think most people hate her more than Howard at this point. Um, but uh, it's as hard as that seems to to believe. But that appearance, when I first saw it, because I remember sending it to Benjamin because he had never heard of it. He'd never he'd heard of it, but he'd never seen it. Right. And he said, I'm absolutely watching you guys take on this one because it's a a complete train wreck. It's a carnival ride. It was the only Sally Jesse Raphael show I ever watched. Uh huh. And you Uh, saw it in real time at the time. Oh, sure. Of course. Well, I I had it on my VCR. Yeah. What, What was your take at the time? Because you were a fan. I was a huge fan. Um, I thought I, you know, the word strident I've used a bunch of times uh, tonight. I remember her thinking, God, she's just, she's coming off really badly, but. um, Being a fan, did you defend, did you defend them and say like, Sally's a bitch, you know, the next day when you heard the, the, the uh, spin. I, I defended Robin for years. I really, Uh I bought into her whole, you know, single woman, uh, the modern day Mary Tyler Moore and Mary Richards, okay, um, you know, up against a bunch of guys in a yeah. competitive industry, right? You know, so I fell for her line, you know, for for different reasons, for like mm-hmm. more um, personal or professional reasons. But Jesus, God, thank God I didn't follow her lead. <laughs> <laughs> did you believe? Did you believe the molestation when the book? No, when I you read ne- it? that I, I never believed that. That was just that is not like you and I talked about. That's not just a, a one time thing that a. a an yeah. adult does to a child. No, no that not was not if so... not if they're yeah, not if they're um if if it's something that's okay, how can I explain this? It's it's not a somebody drunk, you know, doing something that they would never normally do. A, a molester is is it's almost always serial a case of yeah. you know, it's it's never gonna stop at one. No, it's not like oh let you know, let me try this and see if I like it. Yeah. Like, oops, no, the rat bit yeah. me. You know, I'm not going to pick up that rat again. <laughs> anyway, and, I, and I'm and i really sorry. I know some, there's somebody, people out there are going to think we're mocking it, but we're honestly not. We're basing it on uh, a history of her bullshitting and being a, a complete psychopath. So, Well, uh, and also, I, to be fair, Fillmore, we're also basing it on people that we know who are close to us who did go through that. And yes. we, we saw what they went through and we see oh, yeah. how they're impacted as adults now. So, yeah. Um, that's why it's even more heinous for her to make that shit up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so I recommend if people, you like, honestly, don't take our word for it. Read the book yourself. Find it for, you know, I think Raven's done a great job of showing people like, you know, used on um, Amazon for like five bucks or, you know, you can go on Goodreads. I, I don't know if Goodreads has a used um, option for books, but because uh, it's not on Kindle. However, on the archive, 
the, the website, the archive, there is a digital copy that if you want, you can book, take it out for once you make a, it's a free site, you can make an account and it's been digitized. Someone scanned it. So I have. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I use it just to get screen caps. It's still on there and uh, for anything I need. And maybe I'll, I'll be doing that. That'll be a little summer project to get the book um, made into JPEGs. Well, I actually have a hard cover and uh, all the soft cover, the paperbacks, because it had um, she didn't have different covers. But, you know, for for people who subscribe to the top level on Patreon, I can auction it off. <laughs> we'll sign it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll sign Robin's name. Yeah, exactly. So thank you guys so much for uh, uh, sticking through uh, thick and thin with us with this one. Um, next time we come up with something, uh, we know we, we hope you're going to enjoy it. And from myself and the rest of us at QF, thank you so much, Deborah, for being here on this one. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, Johnny was going to call in with the... Uh, Later, man. Good. Thanks for calling. All right, Art. Announcement Take today, care, buddy. He sprained his ankle. Yeah, we'll see you. Right, hey, Eric, i got to run a little. Take care, buddy. All right. Thanks, Eric. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyone looking to go to no. concerts this summer? No. Get no, no one wants to go. Call. We'll see you, buddy. Bye. Hank, you're on the air. Hey, now, Howard. <laughs> Howard.